Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Father, for being you. Thank you for being merciful. Thank you for being everything that you are. Every part of our lives are just touched by you in so many ways. Lord Jesus, let us sing to you in the morning. Let us be on our knees before you and glorify you at all times and to become a part of the, uh, some, you know, like part of the Godhead. It is no longer us who lives, but Christ who lives in us and to be that to actually become the Beatitudes, to be full of meekness, even even in the midst of so many, well, remarkable, very difficult times, very difficult people, Christians all around us are, you know, I think many of us are experiencing exceedingly challenging personality dynamics, uh, even in the little bit that we are exposed to. Is it the vaccine? We don't know. Is it the situation that is surrounding us or surrounding the world? Is it the, I don't know, the energy associated with the end times that is permeating into the very souls and spirits of those that are around us? Uh, is it the awareness level that we have in our walk where we are um, not only perpetually and every day we're aware of the darkness that is ever-growing around us, but um, there's there's an energy. There's, there's definitely an energy, Father, and we pray that in Jesus' name that you will anoint us in such a manner that, you know, as it says in Isaiah 40, 31, that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will you know, mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray for that anointing to come upon each one of us and to renew us. To renew us with a, with a newfound strength, a newfound peace as we endure the dynamics that are occurring around us and struggling, quite frankly, to figure out how 
We are to react to those things, uh, trying our very best to walk within your will. I thank you, Father God, for the 1111s that I got this weekend while, while dealing with some difficult, you know, we'll just say interpersonal challenges. Um, and, and, and I thank you for the blessings that you have given me personally. I pray that others are receiving at least intermittent answers to prayers and, and uh, their own little confirmations from you, Father, in our walks. We all need those extra confirmations. Um, we are, you know, it, it is clearly the very end. Uh, and we know that, and I think that may put a little bit of extra pressure on us, and we just need your presence to be so just totally there and wrapped around us, just an aura. I don't know what the right word is, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of praise, the presence of your glory, the presence of your peace, the the uh, resulting trust that will fill our hearts and minds so that we have the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the promises of the scripture that just imbue themselves into our very energies as we wake up and go through the days, Father God, each and every day presenting to us uh, uh, new struggles and new challenges and new concerns and new worries. And uh, I don't think there was ever a time on the earth now, there were certainly places on the earth during certain time periods that were more horrible than any given one of us may be going through at this time. No question about that. But I think from a, a total global perspective, Father, I don't think the world has ever seen a time such as this and so few we don't have people we can turn to to discuss these things with. We don't have, you know, even though we, we are admonished scripturally to um, seek fellowship amongst our brethren, uh, you know, as we see the days grow near, we've come to a place of of, of biblical darkness that um, stops so many of us from being able to even share freely how we feel or the things that you have presented us, to us supernaturally over the years, because no matter what, it comes to a place eventually where it causes division, because people, no matter how far along they think they are in their walk, honestly do not understand key parts of the scripture. They don't understand sins of death. They don't understand um, so much. They believe they do, but they don't. And then, of course, it causes, unfortunately, some division. And Father, we just need help dealing with our families, dealing with our loved ones, dealing with our spouses, dealing with our life situations, dealing with our work situations. Father, I, you know, it, it is all we can do. And I don't mean for this to sound we want to be in your praise. We would love to be totally retired. We, even though the CBDCs are heading directly at the retirees as well, we would love to be in a place where we can spend more time in your holy presence, more time in prayer, more time uh, waking up early and just setting that, side, that, that time aside to be in, on our knees in your uh, divine and holy peace, and uh, it, it is it is uh, it is truly a very challenging time to say the least to be alive uh, as a Christian. We're even seeing, as you know, Father, uh, challenges. You know, uh, people are you know your your followers and your servants, Father God, seem to be getting timid, uh, nervous, um, and it's making it very difficult. Even when we try on this program to bring on guests, uh, because uh, folks will go out and they'll put up a YouTube video and then they'll just disappear and they won't answer 
Um, they change. They, I think they even change their emails and run away. I've seen that, a lot of that going on. And Father, we just thank you for the days that we're in right now. Um, you know, whatever it is that your will is for us until our departure from this planet, which we hope is awful soon, especially given all of the things that I've just mentioned. Father, we just pray in Jesus' name that you will anoint us, that you will give us that strength, that you will make us steadfast in our walk, that you will give us a determination that goes beyond um human comprehension, because that's exactly what what many of us need and have to have from you, and we're beseeching you in the name of Jesus to outpour that uh, anointing upon us. Um, we know that there will be a future anointing of the Holy Spirit that will um, essentially make, um, you know, the the things that were proclaimed in the, uh, the the Tommy Hicks vision of 1961 come true. Uh, other people were shown these things where we will be walking around and just literally saying, be thou made whole and arms will be stretched out. Babies will, you know, children will be raised from the dead. People, you know, we know these days are upon us. But in the interim, and Father, we don't even know because when we look at this, the, the Matthew 22, it, it's so clear about uh, there being other servants sent out, and which, by the way, is highly supportive of the first watch, second watch, and third watch. And Father, we all pray in Jesus' name through your mercy, through your grace, through um, effort on our part as well, um, and our seeking you and praising you all every step of the way in our as we try super duper hard to to increase in our sanctification and our closeness to you we pray that you will guide us lead us give us a helping hand lord jesus pull us up from the you know when we stumble and fall and we're we trip into that well we're going to need a helping hand to pull us back up and you know kind of brush us off a little bit and uh and we're seeing that become ever present in our daily walk even more so uh as the days grow darker and uh and wow and so much so 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 much more difficult it is uh to be in the workplace right now while we see, I mean, it's so horrible. It's so people losing their jobs like crazy. I mean, it is just amazing and so deeply troubling, Father God. And we just pray for your mercy upon each of us because uh, it's like walking on really thin ice really thin ice all the time. And I think that thorn in our flesh, I think that may be many of our thorns in the flesh because you want to keep us on our knees before you. And if that's the case, all the more glory to you, Father God, and thank you for loving us that much. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before your presence, Father God, someday with exceeding joy. And, oh, Lord, we pray that many are called, but we we pray that we are part of the chosen. Even if we're arriving a little bit late, like the par- parable of the uh, of the workers in the vineyard, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will just lead us to where we need to be. And Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. We thank you, Father God, for that anointing, that burst of energy, that uh, uh, supernatural sense of the determination that we cannot overcome because it is a part of that anointing. Father, we praise you for it because we need it all and we need it now. And we thank you, Father, for not for incl- not not just inclining thine ear, but just like uh, Daniel said, do 
not delay. In Daniel 9.19, we beseech you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, help your servants so that we are able to help you. We are at the ready. We accept all, and we praise you for every struggle, every fiery trial as we continue forward, determined to make it, no matter what it takes. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we praise your holy name. Amen. God. Wow. So, um, as always, a lot, at least, you know, as of late, uh, there's an awful lot of stuff going on. Praise Jesus. And so we're going to go ahead and uh, tackle that as well. Um, also, I, I wanted to, I got blessed, and I'm going to share the blessing with you because we are all part of the body of Christ. Um, you know, um, we're all in different places in our walk. And like I've said before, and I know it's true, um, each one of our trials, tribulations, and struggles, and fiery, you know, um, you know, what would you, what do you want to call it? fiery trials that are are to try us are custom made for each one of our lives, and um, we live in exceedingly dangerous times, actually, um, in the sense that there are people that have made their mind up in their walk that they have figured things out. Um, and even though the scripture says, if anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet, as they ought to know, which which is, by the way, an ongoing, and I, I petition you, please, in the name of Jesus, uh, to always recognize that I have a margin of error. Uh, I've mentioned this so many times on the radio show. I'm, I'm, I would say that if, if, there, if there's anything I do pretty predominantly, in other words, all the time, uh, is I, um, I use disclaimers. 
Now, a lot of people don't pick up on those disclaimers very well, and they just think that I'm speaking authoritatively about every little thing that I'm sharing, and that is not the case. Um, I've had people blame me, call me all kinds of names. I mean, it's been going on for 12 years, and it's invariably always going to be from Christians, uh, because those are the ones who are going to be able to do the most damage, and the devil knows it. Um, you know, and don't forget, you know, Jesus even had to say to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, you know. So um, and and it's like Peter for crying out loud. So we always have to kind of like be on guard. You know, we want to be the Beatitudes. We want to always assume, you know, no matter what it is, we believe that there's definitely going to be a margin error of error. But when the scripture is very clear about a particular subject, we want to embrace that subject and not assume that, you know, maybe we are an exception to the rule. That would, that would be kind of a, a scary thing to do. What if you're wrong? Isn't it better to take the more conservative approach with the scripture when Jesus says he comes to bring division? You know, when he's talking about coming and bringing division, you know, he's, he, he, you know he didn't come to bring peace, but he kind of came to bring a sword. You know, that that it's challenging. I mean, you got Proverbs six sixteen. It says, you know, um, as a matter of fact, I don't, I do not wait. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Um, my, my computer, you know, uh, it, it, it's a wonderful machine and everything, but it's, I, my PC study Bible professional is, um, it's very old. Uh, many, 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 uh, wow, maybe 15 years old. And, um, unfortunately as, uh, different versions of windows come out, it gets a little bit more flaky every single time. It just really wasn't designed to operate on windows 11. That's for sure. So if I don't remember to fire it up the second that my system reboots, whenever that may be, um, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it just won't come up. So then I have to divert over to my olive tree thing. But, you know, Proverbs uh, 16, no, 616, I believe it is. Hold on just a second. Yeah. So it says right here, Proverbs 616, and these things the Lord hates. Yes, seven of them are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and here's the whammy, okay, for us all. This is the whammy. And one who, quote, sows discord amongst the brethren. Now, that's an interesting thing right there because what it's talking about is gossiping and the things that Paul spanked uh, the Church of Corinth over. Uh, you know, he really laid down the rules on the Church of Corinth, and quite frankly, I think he was. He felt you could tell that in the second letter of the Church of Corinth, he was. He kind of felt a little bit bad about it. He, you know, you could tell his tone that he almost was remorseful in how hard he spanked them in the first letter. Uh, and we'll just leave it like that. We'll leave it at that. But I believe the sowing of discord amongst the brethren is whispering and saying, you know, did you know that so-and-so did this? Did you know that so-and-so did that? And that kind of stuff. Um, but um, but we also, it, it's, it's really tricky because um, if you really, really understand your New Testament and how things work and how the harmony of the Bible works, I mean, my goodness, from the very first verse of Genesis all the way through 31,102 verses, when you're dealing with uh, Bible translations that are from the Textus Receptus and not the Latin Vulgate, because uh, there's a lot of verses that are 
redacted from the Latin Vulgate, uh, we'll call them derivatives or derivative uh, translations, um, such as the NIV. Now, I'm not picking on you if you like your NIV. Hey, look, if you're reading it, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Okay, I think it would be much better for somebody to read a, a particular translation that may not be quite as good as some of the other ones. Uh, it's better to read that than to read nothing at all, which is basically what a lot of people end up not doing. They don't read any, you know, hardly ever. Um, and, and quite honestly, I want to see, it's hard for me because I like, for example, hold on a second. Like right here in my hands, I don't know if you can hear it. No, can't. But anyway, the pages, I wish you could hear the pages of this book I have in my hands. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. I'm going to read this too. I started to read it a while back, but the timing wasn't right. Okay, so I started to pick it up, and, you know, I've found so many books that I've read over the years, and I could get through the first, you know, I'd read the first chapter, and I'd find what appeared to me to be many flaws or just differences of, a, you know, just things that I didn't feel were right, they didn't set well with me. But here's the thing. In our walks, when we aren't, you know, if you haven't completed your algebra class and somebody comes up and starts talking to you about calculus, you're you're going to be like, who are you and who sent you? You know, um, because you just don't have the foundational understanding that you need to be able to be at the right place at the right time when you're reading it to say, oh, my goodness. You know, you've got to have that moment of synergy. Uh, uh, you got to be where you uh, you got to have all the pre- prerequisite understandings in place. And then suddenly you go back and you take another look. This happens with the Bible all the time. You go back and take another look at a scripture that at first, when you first read it, you really weren't, you know, totally, didn't really totally understand exactly what I was getting at. And then later, you you know, after you learn more things, um, you go back to it and you have this just astonishing aha moment. Um, but I, I'm gonna. Uh, I just wanted to read this to you because it was a gift from Jesus to me. Uh, because quite frankly, um, life is wearing on all of us. I think a little bit. I really do. I think it's not just me. I, you know, so I'm not here to like you know cry in my wheaties to the listening audience because I really just don't think it's me only. I really don't. I think that we're all going through some stuff. Um, you know, to, to differing degrees. And we all have different personality types that are, in some cases, vastly different from one another. And we handle, you know, life traumas and challenges and different things differently. And that's just how it is. Why did God make us so different? I don't know, but I, I, I just, I, I, it, it's amazing. The differences between us as human beings, first and foremost, okay, uh, and ideally we would all like to be walking perfectly in the Spirit and being exactly like Jesus, but the Scripture is very overt in its in its language about how we, we're not going to be that way, you know, until that which is perfect has come, and, and that's Jesus, you know, and, 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 and until we ultimately, hopefully, stand before Him. And the reason why I say hopefully stand before Him is that not every person that's taken to heaven is going to be standing before Jesus upon arrival. Um, as a matter of fact, it, it, it's complicated. It's a, it's complicated. But if you studied, you know, testimonies, lots of them, read books, lots of them about, you know, heaven, you know, always assuming that there may be a margin of error. Um, I have some folks that have that believe with all their heart they were taken to heaven. I have since 
discovered sadly, very deeply sadly, to almost tears, that they weren't, that they were taken to a false Lucifer heaven, satanic heaven. Um, And it's, it's a bummer. I mean, it is. But um, it doesn't mean, that's the thing. Lucifer is such a good faker. Satan is such a good faker. And the power that he has is, I mean, think about it. Even when he tried to grab the body of Moses, um, Michael, the archangel, you know, said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, and drug the body of, you know, he didn't like get into a fight with Satan, okay, with Lucifer at that time in the book of Jude. He, you know, he was kind of like almost respectful to him, you know, and and took, a hold of the body of Moses and sort of drug it slowly away from him and said, Lord, something along the line of the Lord rebuke you. I'm doing this all from memory, of course. But, um, you know, but anyway, um, it, it, you know, we're living in a time such as I don't think the world has ever seen. And, um, and I really get creeped out sometimes. I mean, I'll be perfectly frank with you. You know, when I look at all the stuff that's happening out there, it, it's kind of creepy. You know, it's kind of spooky. And I know that some of the stuff that I have shared on the program is also, but, you know, I, it, it's spooky. Some of the stuff I'm going to share tonight, it's spooky. Um, you know, I had a, um, my ex-wife sent me an article. Now, thank you, Jesus. She's waking up to all these things. She isn't where she needs to be. None of us are. Uh, she's, I'm not going to pick on her or anything. You know, I'm, I praise God. She's come along as far as she has. Hallelujah. And um, she sent me an article. Uh, I'll just mention it um, from WFLA-TV, Channel 8, Florida or Tampa, Florida. And it's a, it was a uh, lengthy article about Pasco County sheriffs and how they're using – they deny it, of course, but the testimonies of the people that are victims of them uh, – say otherwise, even to the point where they're actually in court over it. Um, But evidently, they are using predictive analysis. They are driving through neighborhoods and saying, I don't like the way that house looks. You know, I don't like this or I don't like that. And then they're targeting that individual and they're taking them to jail for for, uh, no pun intended, but trumped up charges. Um, when I say trumped up charges, what I'm talking about is things like um, code enforcement violations, which are not jailable. They're not. So basically, by virtue of the, those sheriffs, you know, targeting certain individuals for whatever reason they so desire, uh, they're destroying that person's life. Because what most people don't understand is when any law enforcement officer takes and puts you in prison you're you're going to lose your job you're probably going to lose your house you know with the the backlog to the judges right now is probably years okay it it can be i can tell you that um unfortunately i had a friend that did something very very bad uh, he, well, he was a friend. Uh, I had no idea, you know, I had no idea that, that these things, you, you know, a lot of us, we don't know what goes on in the houses of those that we know about. We would like to believe that everybody's an angel, everybody's a good person, everybody's doing good things, but it, it's just not like that. And we are oftentimes ignorant of the things that, you know, 
people that maybe we've known for 25 years may or may not be doing. And uh, he got himself in trouble with the law and everything. And I, I feel bad for him. And I try to help him out. You know, uh, you know, Jesus said, you know, when I was in jail, did you come in, you know, and there for the least of these, you know, that kind of thing. You know, I try to help him out all I, I can, but there are limitations to what I'm able to do. He, he really wants to depend on me to do all kinds of things. I can't. I'm overwhelmed. Um, and uh, so anyway, praise God. Um, I think we all are. I, I really, really honestly do. I, I, wow, I could just drop a, a whole bunch of names. Paula, France, God bless your sweetheart. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Chamil, Belgium, God bless you, brother. I don't know how you do it. Justin, keep on fighting a good fight, brother. I know what it's like to go through some of the things that you admitted that you're tr- struggling with, and you just, you got to identify them and stomp them. Stomp them. You don't have any time. I'm praying for you every single morning. You're on my list. Hallelujah. Um, you know, uh, I keep on having people are coming out of the woodwork and they're begging for prayer. I mean, they're not, you know, oh, I beg you, Johnny, please. It's not like that. But, you know, like, but I'll, I'll read you this um, letter. And it was a blessing. I needed it because um, I've been uh, I. So I must all, all I can say is that wherever it is that I am in my walk and I don't know where that is. Because every time I think I've gotten to some place, wherever, the, you know, there's been even like a, a little bit of a positive change. Well, I, 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 quite frankly, there's been a lot of positive change in my life. But the thorn in the flesh always stays for some reason. I don't know why. I, it has to be to keep me down, keep me on my knees, make me determined. God, I'm one of those people, if you push and shove me hard enough, I'm going to come back up swinging. Now, I don't mean that to sound like a violent thing, but when I, I mean that to be metaphorical, I'm the type of person like when I'm not going to get into all the details because it goes into my testimony, it goes back like, it seems like forever, like Conestoga wagon and Indians, you know, run through the, you know, I swear sometimes I, I you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm that old, but I'm not. But I, if I go back, you know, into my twenties and stuff like that, I, I, yeah, there were times when I was so down and out. You know, a lot of people, if they were in similar situations, particularly today, would probably not be able to dig themselves out of the hole that they were in. I mean, there was a period of time where for several weeks I lived out of the back of my car in San Diego, California. Um, And that, you know, fortunately for me, I had a Bally's Health Fitness uh, I don't know. It was a membership. And um, I would, uh, you know, drive my car over to the Bally's, go in, use their showers and shower up and everything. And then I'd go and start pursuing looking for a job because for whatever reason, I just thought I should try to find a job in San Diego area. Um, and uh, But anyway, I ended up with uh, getting a paycheck from a Circle K that I was working at at the time. This is back, like I said, in my early 20s. And um, or mid twenties or whatever, and I, um, I, I literally had only two hundred dollars in my hand, and um, my mom and dad were like, you know, both of them were still alive at the time, and um, they were like, oh, come home, Johnny, you know, it's all right, and, you know, you know, we can get yourself back on your feet again and everything, and you know, whatever, and uh, I was like, uh, I don't know, call it pride, call it whatever you want to call it, but you know, I, I was, I wasn't going to be stopped, okay. I wasn't going to go back home with my tail between my legs and, you know, start all over. You know, I just, I'm just too, 
I don't know what you want to call it. I don't, I, you know, you push, if you push me hard enough, you push me till I'm down and I'm laying flat on my back, I will get very aggressive, very aggressive, but not in a mean way. I don't want it to sound like I'm some kind of a pugnacious, mean, snarky person that's going to grab a baseball bat and chase you down the road. It didn't like that. It's just that I get very determined, very determined. And I knew that I was in a bad situation and I had to fight my way out of it. And um, I had 200 bucks in my pocket. I had clothes and things in, in the trunk of my car. And I, uh, I just decided I was going to go to the other side of the country. And I did. And the Lord opened doors and, uh, you know, and I wasn't even praying back then because I was OSAS, you know, I was totally OSAS back then, you know, once saved, always saved, that kind of thing. And, um, but, but I can see the workings of the Lord in my life. Oh my gosh. I mean, going back to when I was like a little bitty kid and I praise God for that, but, um, you know, now, I don't know where I am in my journey now. I really don't. And I don't know how much more fiery trials I have to go through, probably endless, Probably endless. As a matter of fact, um, if I go, let me see if I can find this. It's kind of funny, actually, and I'll share it with you, and you might relate to it. Oh, look at my email. My goodness gracious. Yeah, I'm telling you, folks, people are awake and aware of the end times, and I'm just, I'm, my email volume is very high. Um, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and yeah, I don't, yeah, people are coming back that, coming back to the program that have, used to listen to it all the time and I, I recognize them and then they, you know, but, and then there are those who, anyway, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Folks are, and, and I've had people tell me, Johnny, you know, here's what's going to happen. They would predict it and they would say things like, you know, as things get darker, there are going to be a lot of people that moved on and started looking around for, you know, furry white kittens and huggy bunnies uh, out on YouTube or, you know, some of us, we get into an escapist mentality. I can totally relate to that. And they're, you know, we hunt down, we'll literally salivate over any YouTube video out there that says anything about the rapture being like tomorrow, right? And oh boy, and if you're looking for that, oh my goodness gracious, you will find so many, so much of that. I call them uh, hypercycles, and there and there's gazillions of them right now. As a matter of fact, Jesus recommend he, he uh, warned us. You know, I always say it's like, you know, without going into uh, Matthew 24 and actually reading you this, uh, and maybe it's in Luke, but some of them are more um, detailed. Uh, you know, the, the Olivet Discourse is in uh, Mark 13, Luke 21, and Matthew 24. And, so, and, you know, they all have emphasis on certain parts. Um, you know, more emphasis on this, less emphasis on the other. So it's always good to read all three of those chapters to especially become familiar with where we are right now. But. Anyway, I can ramble on all night long about this, and I don't want to get lost in that because I want to try to stay on point a little bit. But I did want to share with you two things. I have noted, I have noted, and it's it's um, wow kind of thing, um, that um, the amount of attack that I am under right now is like nothing I can remember. I really can't remember. Uh, and it's a surge, and I'm suspecting that there may be those of you out there that are having similar things happening to you. Now, it does go, it does ebb and tide, so, you know, it'll be like, attack, 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 and then it'll kind of, you know, you'll, you know, get on your knees, and you'll pray through it, and you'll hopefully get to a place where it, you know, 
ebb and tide, ebb and tide. You know, ramps up, ramps up, ramps up, tack, 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 and then it slides back down. And then it's almost like God sends you a little pat on the head. I, I can't explain it. For example, I'm not going to get into the details, but there were I was under two two individual attacks occurring at the same time. Both of them were very hurtful. I mean, oh my goodness! One of them was so hurtful that um, uh, it was it was from a member of my family, and um, it was so hurtful. I was actually thinking to myself, "I'll be danged, Satan got me," because I couldn't shake it. It was really bothering me. And I was thinking to myself, oh, man. So I did what I recommend that everybody does when somebody hurts you. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And and oh, my goodness gracious, I prayed. And um, it was almost like a miracle occurred. And all of a sudden, uh, I saw an opening to make that um, issue go away. Um, And I sent an email to my sister and I said, I just want you to know that I love you more than anything. And you never have to worry about this, that, and that or this. And um, anyway, so it turned out, it was just just a beautiful thing how God turned it back around. But that doesn't always, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes, you know, people are convinced in their heart that, you know, they just disagree with you, and they they don't want to talk about it because they're positive that they're right, but they're not, and um, and that's okay. You know, those, you have to let them go. You know, and it doesn't mean that you stop praying for them. Of course, they stay on your prayer list. Um, you know, but it, it's you know we're we're commanded in the scripture to get over those things. We're commanded in the scripture. We are commanded in the scripture to get over those things. We're supposed to be able to disagree in a loving way if we want to, or if we ought, you know what I'm saying? Now, granted, if somebody, if one of our fellow brothers and sisters is out there really doing something bad, that's going to lead somebody to hell, um, you know, like, for example, there are a lot of people that I know uh, that are out there very um, overtly preaching that if you have any alcohol in your life, you're going to, you know, go to the pit. Well, that's not true at all, because, no, it was, like I said, I I cover this all the time. You you know, if you understand your scriptures, it's amazing to me how people will create their own doctrine, and they will say things that are absolutely wacky, like, you know, there was an alcohol back then. I mean, you know, if it, then you've obviously not done enough work reading your New Testament to, to understand how many references there are um, to, you know, getting drunk and all those kinds of things, because the concept couldn't exist if there was no alcohol during Jesus' time on the earth. And boy, Ron DeSantis is getting very, very vocal lately, which I'm troubled by him. I'm, I'm troubled by them all. I, I'm troubled by everything. I, I don't trust at this point in, in, in the end times walk for all of us, I think we need to be on guard. I really do. I think we need to, and I'm noticing that. I just want you to know this. I'm noticing that in the behavior of guests. Now, I want to let you also know that ever since about, now, now back in 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, if Sister Nancy asked three people to come on the radio show as a guest, two of them accepted immediately. One might say, I need to pray about it a little bit, but invariably they would always come back and say, yes, the Lord said, great. What, what we're seeing now is very 
kind of creepy. Um, people are scared. I, I, it's, that's all I can, I can. It's the only thing I can figure. I get emails from people all the time, and they're like, please don't respond back to this email. Respond back to this new email that I have. So people are getting nervous worldwide, worldwide. And so um, it makes the idea of bringing guests on the show Almost impossible because when you go, you know, you can go to the YouTube channel where they where they drop the, you know, it's like they drop a YouTube, and you're saying to yourself, oh, I got to bring this person on the program. This person's right on the money. I mean, you know, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. What you know, what the Lord showed them is like so powerful. I got to bring them, you know, let's get them on the show. Let's get them on the show. And you try to go get in contact with them, and it's like they've disappeared from Earth. You know, they're you know they you can't get through. And um, it the it, it smacks of or it feels like, if you will, like people are afraid. They're nervous, and um, so I don't I don't really know, but that's what it feels like to myself and Sister Nancy and stuff like that. You know, we have seen a um, a degradation over time since prior to Trump. There has been a nervousness amongst the brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus Christ who are awake and aware to the things that are happening around us right now. There's a nervousness out there, and people are trying. It's almost as if they're trying to go into, like, hiding and stuff. And I'm like, forget that noise. I, I will never do that. You know, you know, yeah, if you think for a second that I'm not going to be, like, totally peeing my pants, you know what I'm saying? Having one of those, like, oh, my gosh moments, you know. I mean, I joke around about the helicopters and stuff and all that kind of stuff, but I, let me tell you something. Oh, oh, there's one now. Get away. Get away. You know, I joke around about that stuff, and I have for years, but really, if I had a black SUV pull up in my house, you know, for example, um, the you know, when I was talking about the police that were targeting people, one of the guys that got targeted and taken away, the ordinance that supposedly exists in that county that he was targeted for is something that I actually do at my house, but I'm unaware of anything that exists so what and it's fascinating too because supposedly these targeting probably satanic because a lot of these a lot of these law enforcement agencies have a lot of people that are part of witch covens i know that sounds hard to believe but let me tell you something you study that enough you read enough books on that subject you're going to find out real quick that yeah yeah the chiefs of police and everything they are in on it they're they're there. They're there when the babies are being killed. They're there when all those horrible things are happening. And they're part of it. Okay? So um, it's interesting because I – I don't know. I just, my whole life is so supernatural. But anyway, I'm just going to say that one of them supposedly targeted this one individual. He's involved in the lawsuit for just like having a, um, a security light on the front of his house, like one of those uh, ring security lights. And supposedly, he got taken to jail for an ordinance violation because the security light came on and prevented the police. Supposedly, this sounds like a bunch of balderdash to me, but supposedly the light came on and prevented the police from seeing his house number. Now, that sounds like the the biggest pile of I, – I can't say the words – that it deserves. Let's put it that way. Because in Colossians 3, I think it's chapter 3, it says, and the filthy language out of your mouth. So I'm always praying to Jesus and our Heavenly Father to anoint my speech center so that I don't flip out and choose an inappropriate word. 
Let's leave it at that. And why is there a white car driving past my house back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? This is the third time this white car. It is just so weird. So anyway, maybe it's one of those creepy, satanic, witch coven people. I mean, we live in those kind of dark times. Yeah, it's going real, real slow in front of my house. Isn't that strange? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, so I got a little blessing from a brother named Robert. And he said, I've been listening to you since the days of your co-host. And I'll just leave it at that when you had a co-host. And he said, I wanted to thank Jesus. Uh, Thank Jesus for helping me stumble across your path. I feel I have been accompanying you on your journey ever since. Along the way, my faith, prayer life, and understanding of God's Word has evolved in ways I never would have imagined. Thank you for having the courage to share your faith and journey that you have, uh, because you have unknowingly brought me along the way. And then he asked for prayer, so I'm going to mention this, just in case you feel like you would like to add him to your prayer list. His name is Robert. He has a son named uh, Joseph that needs extra prayer, and uh, his family as well. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know that God really blessed me with that because it's weird. You know, it's like... Um, it's like the Lord lets me go through two or three really awful things, and then if I get through it without completely dropping the ball, um, then uh, you know, then He gives me a gift. He gives me a gift, um, and He sends me a, a thank you note from somebody like that, you know, from brother like this one from brother Robert, which was a humongous blessing to receive after the things that I went through this week, which, like I said, the attacks are on the rise. And they come always from Christians, for sure, or family members or whatever. You know, it's it's always going to be somebody close to you. And I know that there's a lot of you out there who know exactly what I am talking about. Sister Vera, another perfect example. Uh, I, I The list, Sister Nancy, wow, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Um, uh, you know, so anyway, the list just goes on and on. It keeps on getting to me. It it seems to get bigger and bigger, uh, more and more and more believers are going through more and more and more ugly and challenging times. Now there may be a few that are getting a little bit elderly and God has, you know, turned the volume down a little bit for them. And I praise God for that. Um, but I, anyway, so I just wanted to let you know that I'm here I'm, I have no intention of going anywhere. Um, yes, we are having an exponential increase in challenges associated with getting a hold of people because I think they're afraid. I really do. I think deep down inside they're nervous because they feel the intensity of the darkness rising around them. I don't blame them. Um, uh, and I, I, uh, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I get it. I get, I get it. I understand what you're going through, but I'm not going to let you down. If I know that there is a sin of death, like unforgiveness, if I know that there is any possibility that you might have a feeling, something in your heart that isn't right, you know, that you need to get rid of, that you need to change, you know, how you pray. I've been through it. You can't do 12 years of radio programs without being stabbed in the back hundreds of times by people who supposedly were supposed to be your brother or sister in Christ. I'm telling you, 
And I, it's just the way it becomes. And, and I don't want to see you get calloused. You don't. You don't. It always – it depends on your personality. Some people have a personality where they just let stuff roll off their shoulders. I do not have that personality at all. I am a human sponge. I am an empath. And so when somebody says something to me that is – even if it just – you know, I, I, it, 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 it's very personal. It, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Okay, and then I start going into this, like, panic mode, and I start seeking the Lord, and because I'm wondering, you know, did I do something not right? And, you know, recently it was fascinating because both uh, – no, I knew, I knew the Lord revealed to me clearly what, it, what the issue was, and, um, and praise God, I was able to um, help multiple people over that issue. So I just praised Jesus, and then the Lord sent me, thank, thank you, Father, uh, this beautiful enc- word of encouragement from Brother Robert. So yeah, I, um, I've, I've been told by, uh, I'm not going to mention names, but I, I've been told by some believers, one believer in particular, she's, you know, um, she's been around the block. Uh, a lot, and she she feels that I disclose too much personal stuff on on the program, and I do not agree with her. I believe that, and I know in my heart that I am right about this. I know very, very, very much so that I am. That when it says, um, you know, con- confess of your trespasses to one another, so that ye may heal, you know, in the first part of James five sixteen. That is the, you know, we need to share with each other openly. It's not about details. It's about, oh, I've been there. You know, there's no better person. Look, if you've been there and done that and you're willing to share your struggles with other people, it can help them out. You know, if you've been through those things, you got brought you through those things for a purpose and you need to take that back and um and uh you know just kind of like share it with the other believers so that they understand that you understand you know what i mean it says in uh jude i believe it's verse 23 it says and some save with compassion knowing the difference but others save with fear pulling them up from the fire hating even the garment defiled by the flesh and um you know, in a radio show capacity, you don't really have the luxury of knowing who you're talking to. So at any given time, someone may take offense to something that you say. But And then, of course, you have to go self-examine, take another look at the Scripture, make absolutely sure. But the Lord will usually reveal to you what, what the truth is, you know, wh- whether you were – you know, going sideways on a particular subject or not. And since we're all part of the body of Christ, the Lord will almost invariably use the body of Christ to clarify things. And uh, eventually it will come out and you will, you'll have this like aha moment. Praise God. So if you're going through some crummy stuff right now, folks, please be advised. So am I. Um, And it's hard. It's real, real hard, okay? And I just really want to encourage you. Um, you know, again, if somebody hurts you, somebody says something, a part of your, you know, member of your family, your sister, your brother, a kid, one of your children, um, which that's tough. I mean, anybody who has children growing up in this day and age, oh, my goodness gracious, wow. Um, and then, um, you know, work, oh, my. Does anybody, I mean, look, if you're not working, you don't know how blessed you are, but you're still going to be a target for CBDCs. You're still in line for all that. Okay, nobody gets off the hook. 
Okay, this is the setup for the mark of the beast. We know about that, and it's coming. It is coming. And it doesn't matter how much Ron DeSantis prances around and tells everybody he's going to ban CBDCs because it isn't going to work. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, uh, and I, I, I see like several messages like in my email, for example, from a brother. He's young, and he really needs somebody to fellowship with. And he just doesn't understand. I don't. I can't shut my whole life down. And I, I thank you, Jesus, Father. I just pray for every one of us. I just lift up every listener of this show, past, present, and future. Father, I pray that we are anointed. We're given the strength. We're given the uh, the nudging from the Holy Spirit to wake up earlier. If we need to start working out to keep our bodies in good enough shape to be able to endure the days that we have ahead, for whatever reason they may be, because we all live in different parts of the world, Father, I pray that we're given that strength, we're given that determination. Father, if we have feelings, if we think things, if we're looking at people in the wrong way, we're whatever it is, whatever it is, Father, please reveal it to us. Please don't let us miss. Please don't let us miss. We beseech you, Father God. We pray that we are the servants that are spoken of in Matthew 22. We we pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that we will not miss the barley harvest. No way. And, um, And we thank you, Father, for loving us that much. We thank you, Father, for correcting our course. We thank you, Father, and we pray that we will always praise you, no matter how fiery the fiery trial is that is to try us. Let us always praise you. Let us always be at peace. And, Father, please help those who don't know how. There's so many that just, they just don't know how. Their life has been just so hard. And they're also hard. And we just pray for them, Father. We just ask you, please, somehow, we beseech you to have extra mercy for those who have, for whatever reason, they just have a demeanor or a personality style about them, and they've been through such hard times that they're harsh. They're harsh. And um, it's very hard for even those, I mean, oh, Father, please, we just pray for an anointing to come down upon the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for an awakening to come down upon the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God. We know that the Tommy Hicks vision indicates that there are two um, rising up, risings up of the bride, that there's one rising up that doesn't quite make it and then kind of tumbles back down. And we also know through that Tommy Hicks vision, Father, we praise you for it, that there are many that Jesus will call to come forward, but will step back away from him and not accept the calling. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. We pray, Father, that you will not delay, do not delay, as as Daniel prayed in Daniel 9.19, please, Father, do not delay. We ask you in Jesus' name to anoint each of us to be stronger, to be more determined, but to also be way more loving, to be way more humble, to be way less human, to be way more like Jesus, to understand truly what it, what it is to love. 
not to impose, not to insult, not to use words that are hurtful, but to not to say things that we should not say, you know, but to truly love, compassionately love. Because without that love, Father, how could we possibly contribute to the kingdom the way that you would want us to? Love, as your scripture says, is the bond of perfection. If we only could be anointed to understand what Jesus' love is actually like, what your love is actually like, and to understand that that love is the love that we all should have for one another, even if we don't agree on every little thing. That's not important. What's important is that we love. To the pure, all things are pure. To the pure, all things are pure. Titus 1, verse 15. Truly a mystery to most. But when we really understand how things, you know, when we understand scriptures like at midnight, I will rise at midnight to give thanks to you, Father God, for your righteous judgments. You know, when, when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. When we understand Ecclesiastes 7.14, where it says, you know, when times are prosperous, so that we should be thankful and praise God, but also know that when they become hard, that, you know, both the good times and the bad times come from God. And we, when, we, when we're able to embrace that as part of our walk and give you praise as we venture along in each chapter of our ever so long journey, ever so challenging journey, we just pray, Father, that you will keep on hearing our praise, strengthening us in our walk, bringing us to that next level in the journey, whatever it is, and encouraging us along the way. We pray this in Jesus' name for every single one of the listeners of this program and everyone that we pray for as we use the power of our Lord Jesus Christ given to us through the cross in Jesus' name. And we pray that it bears much fruit and touches many, many people's lives, bringing as many of them home, whether it's through dreams and visions or whether it's through miraculous change. We ask you, Lord, do not delay. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, kids, are you ready? Um, are you ready to go here? I know. I didn't, I didn't forget you. And then we're going to move forward. Kids, why didn't they play cards on the ark? Why didn't they play cards on the ark? Because Noah was always standing on the deck. <laughs> Noah's standing on the deck of cards, right, kids? All right. Spanky's kind of acting kind of cool today, so he looks like he's kind of good for you. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Theater to the mind. You know what I'm talking about. All right, praise Jesus. All right, kids, which is the longest word in the dictionary? Smiles. Because there's a mile between each S. Smiles. Come on, kids, work with me here. You like that one? Was that a good one? All right, be sure to tell your friends. All right, let's see. Kids, one more here. Which month do soldiers hate the most? The month of, the month of March. Hut, two, three, four. Hut, two, three, four. 
<laughs> right? The month of March. March. I, hey, I, I I know a little bit about this. Uh, believe me, it's not. It, yeah. Especially if you're like in the Marines and they're like making you march with a 50 pound <laughs> rocks or whatever, you know, a naps or whatever they call it, you know, uh, the, you know, uh, military pack on your back, you know, with like 50 pounds and, oh, God, I can't even imagine doing that. I would have dropped over dead. Thank goodness I picked, <laughs> picked the Navy. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So on that note, looking at the time, once again, I think I made this a three hour show because I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, you know, who needs to sleep, right? Uh, but anyway, um, uh, there is a lot of end times news, and let's go ahead and hammer our way through it. And then, uh, Kimberly Muir, God bless you. Uh, amen and amen. And I don't know why she's saying that. So let me go back and just, uh, I'm sorry for saying your last name because, you know, those helicopters are always spinning around. Uh, and it says, amen and amen. Great prayer. Uh, love, love to you. And thank you. Love, love, I love you too. And God bless you. Thank you so much. You have be, become a wonderful, encouraging uh, friend of mine. Uh, and I praise God that you uh, decided to go ahead and, you know, use Google Hangouts and reach out to me because, um, Kimberly, you've been a tremendous blessing to me. And there, and a lot of people, a lot of you, many, many, I can't even, I, if I go back through my emails, the, the number of people that have reached out and been just a wonderful blessing, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and then to find out that, you know, when I do toss out stuff that's a little bit hard for people to embrace as, you know, uh, whatever, uh, Jesus came to bring a sword, you know, not to sugarcoat the walk, um, then, you know, it it's, comes with the territory when people don't want to believe things. Hey, look, I took a beating from my sister. I got two sisters. And one of them, you know, like I, t- I told you before, live on the program, when I told her that, um, you know, the you know the scripture about uh, that God will not forgive us if we do not forgive others, and it's even in, it's even in think about it, it's even baked into language wise, it's even you know baked into the Lord's prayer, um, you know forgive us of our trespasses, our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And by the way, don't buy off on any of that Mandela stuff. It's not true. Um, I. Believe me, I've got so much proof, and I know there's people thinking things out there, but no. Tyndale's original text is the one that had that in it. It's always been there. It's not been taken out. It hasn't been shifted around or changed or any of that stuff. God is not going to let anybody monkey with his Bible, period. End of story. That's just how it is. God is God. God is in control of Satan. Satan's on 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 a on an executive severance package. God is using Satan to bring in the fullness of the Gentiles. That's how it works. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. All right. And um, so anyway, let's go ahead on that note and mow through the news. And then what I'm going to do is share with you tonight. Um, I have the show notes that have like a whole bunch of interesting pieces of information regarding Planet X. And, um, you know, you may know more than I do. And that's great. Praise the Lord. Um, And I will also have no choice but to share anecdotes. Um, Anecdotes is hearsay. So anecdotes don't work really well in a court of law because one of the, you know, the prosecution or the defense attorneys will say, hearsay, Your Honor, you know, objection, hearsay. 
And hearsay is when somebody tells you that this is what they experienced, or this is how they felt, or this is what the Lord revealed to them. That is known as hearsay. But Shrug your shoulders, man, because praise Jesus, our whole lives and our walk and our faith and and everything is is essentially a testimony, and that by its definition is hearsay. All right, praise God. You know, we cannot hold up proof to an unbeliever that Jesus, you know, we can't say, look, here's a picture of Jesus. Here he is. You know, for one thing, that was too long ago. (laughs) We weren't exactly carrying Polaroids around back then. All right, praise God. And, um, oh, man, it was such an honor for me to have known a brother by the name of, well, I I can't call him a brother in Christ. But I can tell you, I hope that he becomes one. But he was uh, part of the Israeli Defense Force. And um, he uh, told me a lot of stuff. And it was not something you really want to know about, if you know what I mean. But anyway, he told me in the five years that he was part of the IDF that um, they knew the street that Jesus lived on. They knew where it was in the town. You know, it was basically common knowledge. But, you know, um, and praise the Lord, um, under... You know, the current government, Netanyahu, et cetera, I don't know who, I don't know, but I will say this. They did block the prohibition um, bill that they were trying to get passed to essentially prohibit and make it even worse, a jailable sentence for talking about Jesus in Israel. Okay, so that's a powerful and mighty blessing from the Lord for those, because I, I like to seed into Israel. I want those I want God's wife to be I want everybody to find Jesus. I want every you know and I don't mean you know to to receive. You understand to receive it. And so I believe I'm passionate about it. I I've been very blessed um by uh, ministries that are actually located in Israel. And um uh and so it's a very humongous blessing it has been a fantastic blessing for me throughout my life. And, um, you know, when I heard that they were trying to make it illegal, I was very deeply troubled, very deeply troubled. But we're getting really close to the very, very end, so anything is possible. All right, and on that note, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. God. So Kimberly was so kind. She like sent me a couple of uh, little icons. I don't know what you call them, uh, emoticons or whatever. So evidently she's not mad for giving her name away to the New World Order. <laughs> that's that's what I call a real Christian, you know, because uh, it even says, get this, this is kind of scary, right? Um, we really need to pray hard for ourselves. Pray really, really hard for ourselves because it it, it says in the uh, book of Revelation, you know, that um, that cowards, you know, are 
you know, I, I, I got to go back and look at it, but I, I, liars, and I think it even says cowards, are going to be, you know, we don't want to be a coward, you know, and um, I'm, I'm not going to look it up right now, but I'm pretty sure that that's clumped together with uh, those that the Lord identifies as um, those who, well, won't, won't. I don't know. I don't. I know that all liars will be cast into the lake of fire, but I, I'm not sure if it mentions cowards in that same sentence or not. So I got to go back and look at it again. But we need to be brave. We need to be like Joshua. You know, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, nor thou be dismayed. In other words, don't be confused about all of the trials and fiery trials that are to try you, as if something strange has happened to you. Okay, and just give praise. Praise until the walls of Jericho come down. Praise until the an earthquake shakes and breaks open the, you know, the iron uh, bars and sets. Paul and Silas free, you know, pray, praise, 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 praise. If you're having a bad day, which we all do, if you didn't sleep two hours and you're barely able to make it in the morning, speak in tongues if you can. Um, you know, whatever it is. Um, but we're we're going to get through this. We're not going to cower down. We're going to believe. We, we're all in this together. Um, there are... Uh, it's, a, it's it, you know, and let's just go ahead and do the news, and then you'll kind of be right there with me. Every time I think, I think, I don't know, I'll share the news. And then you decide, you know, we're, we're all different. Sister Vera is like, you know, she's got it going on. Um, and I praise God for her. You know, she, I wish I was more like her, but I'm not. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a mushy, gushy, empathic, sponge-like person. And when I see things getting kind of scary-ish, um, it, it, you know, and I see people reaching out for extra prayer and, you know, I, I feel that. I feel that. I feel the intensity. I feel it. I really, really feel it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, maybe that's a good thing. I, you know, and I just gotta be strong enough, good courage and, and not be dismayed and understand where we are in the timeline of the end times. And it's, it's amazing. Praise Jesus. And we got to stand strong and believe and trust God and just keep on keeping on, man. Day-tight compartments, that's what it is. Day-tight compartments, you know, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Some people have even said to me, maybe it's just one hour at a time, right? Amen? Okay, depending on how difficult, whatever it is you're going through. All right, glory to God. All right, so anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and move into the news. All right. Donald Trump holds his first 2024 campaign rally in Waco, Texas. Now, why do you think he took Waco? Yeah. See, we're talking about a lot of strategy going on here because Waco is a symbol of government violence and overreach to some degree. The problem is it's very difficult to believe what Koresh was blamed of because you they we know that we're dealing with pathological liars, okay? And uh, unfortunately, that you never know if you're being told the truth. You never know what the hidden agenda is. You you know, so you don't really come out. So I found it very interestingly symbolic. Okay, so let's see here. Love you, Dad. Sleep well. Maybe we can get lunch again this week or something. Oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Yes, uh, sounds great. Uh, letting my daughter know. Hold on. Um, did she see lunch? Yeah, maybe uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah, Saturday again. 
Uh, A-I-N. Again, there we go. Thanks. So evidently the last time I met with her, which is uh, like last Saturday, I didn't freak her out enough to uh, <laughs> make her want to run away. So she's coming along. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyway, so Trump holds his first Waco, Texas, right? So let's hear one of his little – this is just a snippet from his rally notes. But look, he's been coming right out. See, at first I was really getting kind of like – not happy with him. Well, I'll just leave it at that um, because he kept on taking pokes at DeSantis. And then recently I've been looking a little bit more carefully at DeSantis and I'm not at all that comfortable. Like, how can you not know anything about Russia? How can you not know anything about the Ukraine? How can you tell people, you know, support the whole Ukraine initiative? I mean, how can you know about CBDCs and not know how crooked the whole Ukraine thing is? Something smells funky, all right? And I don't really understand it all. I just, I, I think we all need to just be on guard and praise God and seek him in prayer like we have never sought him before. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and oh, and if you think of it, if you don't mind, would you say a little prayer for me? Tomorrow I'm going to jump out of bed at 4 a.m., and I'm going to put on my workout clothes, and I'm going to go down, and I am going to try to do a workout on my elliptical trainer. And um, let, let me just say that the last many times that I've tried, I've always overdone it and I've ended up hurting myself. And I don't want to do that. And so if you think of it, just ask the Father, Father, please, you know, protect, you know, Brother Johnny so he doesn't, you know, hurt himself like a, you know, Bonehead. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So here's uh, Donald Trump uh, live. You know, it's a snippet live from the rally that he did by Waco, which, uh, wow, is highly symbolic and actually kind of five five dimensional chess genius of him in a way. All right. So let's listen to this. All right. Typical stuff. Uh Oh, hold on. Hold on. I forgot to flip the golden switch. Hold on. Bend over here in the Golden JIB studios and flip the switch so that okay, so the sound is piped over uh from the um audio bites. Here we go. Either the deep state destroys America or we destroy the deep state. That's the way it's gotta be. We're at a very pivotal point in our country. Either we descend into a lawless abyss of open borders, rampant killings, super hyperinflation, which is what we have right now and not coming down, and festering corruption, or we evict Joe Biden and the Democrats from the White House and we make America great again. All right. Now, Either the- all right. Now. I'm going to share this with you. I don't want this to be discouraging, okay? I really, really don't. And I know for those of us who are going through, um, you know, hyper-challenging times uh, in our lives, or we have a thorn in the flesh that we can't get anybody to pull out (laughs) uh, for whatever reason, um, eh, I know that it's super hard. And I know that, of course, naturally we would be – um, for lack of a better term, super duper praying to the Lord that, um, you know, that we can leave. You know, why would we want to 
be in such a dark place. Sooner the better, right? Well, of course, we want to also serve Jesus because if we love him, we will feed his sheep. So, And you can feed God's sheep through prayer. Uh, prayer is extremely powerful. Now, but, and you might, and here's the thing, you know, blessed is he who believes and has not seen. So you never are dissuaded. You never, don't, don't you worry about whether or not you see the change that you want to see. That is not, that's so totally beside the point. It is utterly irrelevant. You pray. And that's just how it is. And you praise God. Uh, and, 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 and it's unceasingly. I mean, we're constantly in praise. Praise is powerful. The scripture says that, that, that uh, God inhabits the praises of his people. Now, you might say, well, that's talking about Israel. Well, no, no. Think about it. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, man nor woman. We are all one in Christ. All right. Uh, Jesus broke down the middle wall of separation and is no longer Jew or Gentile, but we are all one in Jesus Christ. Ephesians, uh, uh, I believe it's chapter two, verses nine, 10, 11, something like that. All right. Praise God. So anyway, um, I want to share this with you, but I don't want it to be discouraging. Okay. All right. And if it, you know, I, I, if, you, if somebody would have said something like this to me um, 10 years ago or eight years ago, I probably would have blocked them on my email and not wanted to ever talk to them again um, because it would have been very discouraging. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to put out a petition, um, a request, um, and a fleece, if you will, to the listeners of the program. If any of you finds on – I know I warn folks all the time about YouTube because it is very dangerous out there, but you know, since we are warned and – what we're looking for here, what I was looking for, and I could not find it, and it troubled me. Now, we know that there's a Simpsons episode where it shows Donald Trump in a casket. I also happen to know about a particular lady. Um, I I don't know her. I don't know her, okay? And I've also – I'm not saying she's good, bad, ugly, and different because I just don't know her, okay? And I don't – and I've met – I don't want to say met in person, but I have run across and had people on the radio show. The problem is you it's very difficult to discern whether or not that person's actually hearing from God or not. And we've covered that many, many times with, uh, you know, how Satan stops our prayer, combat in the spiritual realm or combat in the heavenly realm, as it's written in some of the white papers. But anyway, because until you get how that spiritual realm, that until you understand how all that works, you'll never understand how Christians can be deceived and how the demons can steal the answers to their prayers. They can detain the angel, rip out of the angel's hands the answer to your prayers, and then they can take it down to the earth and they can capitalize on that robbery. Okay, so evidently, whatever that is in the angel's hand that is the answer to our prayers, whether it's a glowing orb, I don't know. It wasn't clear, but it was the, they just said that it was the answer to our prayers in the hands of the angel. And when, heaven forbid, that angel is detained, such as the angel that was trying to bring the answer to Daniel, you know, about the 20, you know, what during the 21 day fast, you know, Prince of Persia and all that, 
When that angel is detained, if, they, if the demons of darkness are able to detain the angel and get you, the answer to your prayer away from your angel, they can come down to earth and they can use that power against you. And so that what happens is a lot of Christians are tricked. They don't understand how the spiritual realm works. They don't understand all these dynamics. And when you're not, and then you don't know any better. So then, what happens is they they believe with all of their heart that they they met Jesus. They believe. I I always say the scriptures like because Jesus says something along the lines of, and I'm totally paraphrasing, but he says there will come a time when you know they will say, I you know Jesus is over here, and don't go don't go running out into the field because it is not I or something like that. You know Jesus is saying you know or Jesus is over there or I am over here and don't you know and these things will that you know Jesus is warning us those days. Well, what does that mean? I, I always say, you know, quip, you know, uh, you know, tongue in cheek kind of thing. And I say, here a Jesus, there a Jesus, everywhere a Jesus, Jesus. Well, guess what? How do we know that that isn't what we're seeing on YouTube right now? I know for sure that some of the people that many, many years ago, over eight, nine, ten, maybe years ago, we brought some people on the program. And I know as a fact that they are not, they're not going to God's heaven. They're not. You know, I'm sorry, but they're not. And um, so anyway, I'm not going to get into the details. I'm definitely not going to drop any names, but um, praise God for waking us up to these things in the nick of time because it's dangerous out there. But if you do happen to search on YouTube, like search on the or use DuckDuckGo or whatever, well, actually, when you're searching on YouTube, you have to. You know, whatever. You're at YouTube.com when you're doing the search. But if you're able to search on, you know, Trump, um, casket, um, I don't know what words, but something to indicate that maybe something happens to Donald Trump. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I would type anything with the A word. You know what I mean? The uh, what happened to JFK and what happened to Abraham Lincoln. I don't think I would use that word because... You know, but be, if you're a good searcher and you can find a Christian out there that's had a dream or a vision of something, you know, of Trump being removed prematurely from his office in, you know, post 2024, um, if you find anybody that has a dream or vision about that, I would love to know. My email is jbaptist777 at gmail.com. Baptist 777 that's a pen name. Uh, thank you, Jesus, that the Lord placed that upon my heart to use that pen name, and I won't get into all the details about that, oh my goodness. But anyway, uh, jbaptist777 at gmail.com, and um, send me an email. Let us know. We'll we'll try to get the individual to come on and share their their dream and vision with us. Um, but I will be quite frank. And Frank says, <laughs> Frank says that he wasn't able to find anything recently, and um, other than the Simpsons episode, of course, that had him in you know had Trump in a casket. So, and I know about the symbolism of JFK. It's amazing. It's astonishing. It's mind-blowing. It's all strict. You know, it's like, wow. There is no wow big enough to capture it. The symbolism associated with Donald Trump during the the early days of the pandemic, uh, having his little news media event with Brett Baer and et cetera from Fox, you know, right there at the Lincoln Memorial. I mean, who thinks of these things? You know, his wife, Melania, being the first 
first lady in who knows how many gazillions of years. I don't know. I, I don't know the math. But um, that redid the Rose Garden. Well, who was the last person? Well, the best of my knowledge, the last person that did a major redo of the Rose Garden was Jackie Onassis. I mean, you know, there's this is amazing. So and then to actually have, you know, Donald come out and say that he is going to take out the deep state. What does that mean exactly? And then he mentions like, I don't know. So anyway, I can only imagine that these threats are being taken very seriously. Let's just leave it at that. And then what does that translate over to? I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. And we also have to remember, sadly so, because we would all like to get off this alien demon infested rock. Father! Uh, but, you know, as long as we're here, we want to love each other. We want to pray for each other. We want to pray for the lost. And every single time we pray, pray for the lost people of the world. Ask the Lord to send angels and dreams and visions of the night into their, in, you know, because it says in uh, Job 33, verses 13, 14, and 15, it says, God speaks once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth it not, in a dream and a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men to save their souls from the pit and to seal their instruction. Hallelujah. And that's been happening all around the world. And people have been noticing it, and God has confirmed it through a number of amazing revelations that he has given to me. Uh, and I share them quite frequently uh, on the prayer vigil. Hallelujah. All right, next one up. Here we go. All right. So the federal now I'm, I'm repeating a little bit of this, but I, it's so important because I got to set up the context. <laughs> it's not biblical context. OK, so don't go like wag your finger at me. All right. This is the context of the end times news headlines and how they all weave together and warn the believers of what is imminent. All right. Praise God. So, again, the Federal Reserve announces the July launch of central bank digital currency infrastructure. And it says a financial expert has warned that FedNow lays out the foundation for a central bank digital currency by centralizing all participating banks under the Federal Reserve. Now, I'm going to share something with you in a little bit that has to do with how all this might go down. Uh, is it a prophecy? Is it something that God placed? Did, did God give me something? I don't know. I do not know. But I have a feeling that's that it might very well go down like I'm thinking. And I will share that with you. Uh, and with a margin of error, I could be totally wrong. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this is a little spiel from Glenn Beck, and he is also talking about the same thing, the, federal, the Fed Now system that they're going to be implementing in the United States of Babylon the Great to begin the process of central bank digital currencies. This is some really dark stuff. This is bad stuff. They're coming after your retirement. They're coming after everything. So don't think because you're getting you know, government help or whatever that you're like in the clear. Because that's not true. Don't think because you got, you know, a half a million dollars in the bank and you're retired that you're in the clear. You're not. They're coming after you, too. I, I, I told people I didn't know how a couple of years ago. I said I didn't know how they're going to do all this stuff, but I knew that they were going to. 
All right, praise God. And sure enough, this is the way. All right, um, thank you, Jesus. So let's go ahead and take a listen to this. I'm going to double-click on it and see if I can bring it up. Here we I go. I found something yesterday interesting. It's called Fed Now. Here's how it works. Cut one. Today, people and businesses expect to make and receive payments at the click of a button any time of the day, every day of the year. And most expect their financial institutions to offer or support payment services that meet the speed and convenience they seek. In fact, three in four businesses and two-thirds of consumers surveyed think it's important that their bank or credit union offer faster payments. Right. Bank or credit Financial institutions interested in meeting these demands can use the Federal Reserve's upcoming FedNow service Ooh. to build innovative payment offerings that what? can help them retain and attract customers Holy. and avoid losing out to the competition. With the FedNow service launching in 2023, uh -huh. the time to start preparing is now. Right. What can financial institutions do to get ready? Hmm. A bank or credit union should first get a sense of the demands and trends in the market. Uh -huh. Let's take a look at how one financial institution might do this. Meet Jill, the Hi, CEO Jill. of Community Bank. Oh. Jill keeps a close eye on Community Bank's customer retention rates. Uh -huh. She was surprised to see new research showing that nearly two-thirds of businesses and one-third of consumers indicated they would factor access to faster payments into future decisions on whether to switch financial institutions. Oh Dumb holes are they taking? Jill and her team looked at their own customer transactions and discovered an increasing number of customers moving funds to alternative payment services, such as digital wallets and mobile payment apps. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. This corresponded with a noticeable decline in customers' deposits and accounts at Community uh -oh. Bank. Uh -oh. They knew they had to take action. Jill and team reviewed FedNow education tools and resources to understand how the service will work and how to prepare for it. They also learned about instant payment use cases, including account-to-account -account transfers, bill pay, and person-to-person -person transactions. Stop, these resources. So these, the FedNow, the FedNow system is taking applicants beginning next month, and they're launching this July for your independence, for your freedom, for your security, for your benefit. And so now you can, you can go to one of these banks. You might meet Jill. Did I introduce you to Jill from Community Bank? Uh, Jill's done a survey and she found people want you know, access to their money quickly. <laughs> Two-thirds of consumers <laughs> believe their money should be available at the bank when they go. Good poll. Okay, so what is Jill doing? Jill's going to the Fed and saying, can we have your non-blockchain system and, uh, and, and have it so we can give everybody a, a credit card or a bank card and it, it won't say Fed now on it, but it'll be the engine of Fed now, where they just swipe their card and instantaneously they can buy something. Yeah. What? What yeah. kind of futuristic world is this? It's a crazy futuristic world. Flying cars. What's next? <laughs> but it will be faster. Because, see, right now, like, if you go to a bank, and you need to transfer funds, you gotta go to the bank and say, hey, I need to transfer these from one account to another. And then they're like, oh, okay, uh, account number, and they write it down. 
Okay, and you want to transfer where? Okay. All right, sign this. Okay, then they, then, then they do this really old, archaic thing. They go. Uh, okay, done. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it's the year 2023. Mm-hmm. All right, so... <clears throat> So anyway, um, you know, in, in an almost a nervous sort of way and also, of course, you know, making fun sort of way, uh, he's pointing out uh, the reality that is about to take place. Now, <clears throat> I was listening to a broadcast because uh, Jones does tend to be a little bit ahead of the curve because he's been doing it for like 20 plus years and stuff. So anyway, um, and he was struggling with how. You know, even if they collapse, you know, so there's this concept, there's this notion out there that they have to collapse all of the smaller banks so that the larger mega banks can buy them out, you know, and take up all their assets. Now, I do believe that that is a big part of it, but I also believe, and this is maybe the Lord imparted this upon my heart, and or maybe I just thought of it on my own and I'm wrong, I don't know, but I'm going to share it with you. So I was listening to Jones talking about all this, and he was expanding upon it, and he said, essentially, he said, they're going to have to collapse all the smaller banks, the bigger banks are going to buy them out, and then they're going to make it all central bank digital currencies, and they're going to establish a control grid, and yada, 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 blah, blah. Now, Jones doesn't know the Bible well enough to understand that this is, this is the predecessor to the mark of the beast, and, in, and then you add in the graphene and the 5G and the fact that the a lot of the 15-minute uh, city areas that they're preparing, they're cutting down the trees because 5G can't go through trees, and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, when you stitch it all together, it tells, a, you know, it's dark. It's really dark stuff. That's why we got to really, you know, praise God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, we need to be full of praise all the time. Thank you, Father. All right. But the thing about it is, so John, the one thing that he said, he says, I am not sure how they're going to take down all the banks. Okay. And what was imparted upon my heart was that they're not going to take down all the banks. They're not going to. What they will do is the banks, the credit unions, they, so they'll implement the CBDCs because every single financial organization that deals with money that belongs to somebody, okay, um, they have computers, and those computers interface into, ultimately interface into the banking system, okay, which is, you know, that's why you can, like, go to France, or you can go to Belgium, or you can go to Germany, or whatever, and you can use your, you know, if you know what it looks like. <laughs> Sometimes they look a little, quite different. Uh, but you can actually use your credit card, you know, wherever you go, uh, all around the world. There may be a little bit of a charge, you know, an extra charge or whatever, or or a currency exchange rate delta uh, that's usually trivial. Um, but um, it works, okay, because the banking systems are interlinked across the entire world. All right. Now, I think there's going to be now that we know that the BRICS nations are breaking away from the um, the United States hegemony uh, and, you know, us being the great empire that rules the world and tells everybody else what to do and everything. And then if you don't do what we do, we, we send in our military and we blow you up and or we send in the CIA jackal and they shoot you or hit you with one of those guns that, you know, has a potassium uh, chloride uh 
dart on it and looks like he had a heart attack, but you didn't. You were murdered. All right. So anyway, there's all it's also. But anyway, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is that the the answer that was placed upon my heart was that, you know, because Jones actually came around and said, I do not know how they're going to do it to all the banks. I don't know if they're going to do a false flag. I don't know. I don't know this. I don't, they've got to do something, you know. So he's perceiving it as a total takedown of all of the smaller banks, you know, all across all the nations that are involved in this CBDC takeover. Um, and so he was not able to think of exactly what they would do. He said maybe if some kind of a false flag, you had a blah, blah, that kind of thing. And then it hit me. Um, now, it didn't hit me at that moment in time, but I was talking to another believer over email and um, and sharing some ideas, and, it, and then I was like, hey, why do they got to take down all the banks? I mean, you even heard it in the commercial for FedNow. See, if they are – if these entities, you know, reptilian overlords, are as – if they do the kind of stuff that they always do do – which is sneak stuff in on you when do sleight of hand and everything, they'll implement the system. The system will become mandatory for the credit unions to stay open and do business. And there'll be a little bit of payoff. You know, they'll, they'll be doing some payoffs. So if they get any pushback or whatever the case is, or, you know, that kind of thing, you know, cause look at the, look at the, there were like what, four people that were going to rat out Fauci and then they just paid him. Was it four or two? Might've been two, but they paid him like $9 million each. Now they didn't do it right away. So they must have at some point closed the door and said, shh, don't say nothing. Okay, if you work with us, we are going to set you up for life. So stop, just forget it. We didn't have this conversation. But you are going to be set up for life. Set up for life. Millions. Okay? That's, they pay people off or they will threaten their lives. But I think through just natural coercion, you know, think about this. Okay, so how would you convince a bank, a bank, um, somebody that's at the, the, at the head of, say, for example, Mid-Florida Credit Union, which is a, a large credit union, how would you convince them to join the FedNow system? Well, one of the things that you could do is you could say, you know, as part of our effort to stop money laundering, to stop those evil fentanyl cartels out of Mexico, and, uh, you know, there's all this cash that's being moved and it's being used to traffic children and yada, 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 we're going to be implementing this interface into the FedNow system to lock down so cash can no longer be used to do evil, nefarious, sinister, evil things. And so here's, you know, so when you're connecting on your computer and doing your normal transactions for your customers, they're going to be front. Your credit union will still be there. Are you following along? Your, you know, fifth, third bank down the road that you're doing business with will still be there. They're not going to collapse. I don't think they're I, – I, I'm 99 point something percent sure. I feel very strongly in my heart they're not going to bring down all of them. That would be silly. But then again, we know that there is a global financial collapse. But what we don't know is does it happen slowly and painfully as it has been? I mean think about the size of a Jif peanut butter jar. I mean the, do you remember – you remember when you used to be able to buy like 
32 ounces of Jif peanut butter for three bucks? You know, that's a big jar. And now you go into the store. Don't tell me that, that we haven't been going through hyperinflation now for over 10 years. We have. This, 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 people would give it nicknames like shrink, shrinkflation and stuff like that. Well, look, look at where we are now. I mean, it's just it's horrific, horrific. So could the degradation and the fallout, you know, the destruction of the petrodollar, et cetera, does it have to be a gigantic explosive event or can it be an erosive event whereby things just get more and more and more and more and more expensive and unaffordable and and we're to the point where we're all just blown away and how am I going to survive kind of thing. There's got to be families out there that are like, how am I going to survive? You know, they're laying off 9,000 people from Amazon. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So we want to be on our knees. Oh, man, do we want to pray our just pray, 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 pray. Thank you, Jesus, for that power. And uh, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Philippians 3.20, the power that works in us through prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's move on. Next one up. Ex-CDC chief warns of coming great pandemic worse than COVID. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Now, I am reading a book, which I bought before. Now, when I started to read it before, when I first bought it, um, there were things that I was reading in it that I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that. Now, I'm taking another look at it, knowing what all the new stuff that I've learned. And I'm saying to myself, wow, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to take another look at it. Now, what I, yeah, yeah. No, some of it I don't agree with. Like chapter 5, it says, Biden makes way for the kings of the East. I don't agree with that. I, I don't think that that's how it's going to work. Um, but I could be wrong. I could, but no, I, wait till I share with you everything that I have for the ratio. So let me move forward because I don't want to skip the part about Planet X. All right, but I do want to let you know that uh, Thomas Horn wrote a book recently called Zeitgeist 2025. Now, I will say this. Whether he hit the ball out of the park on every single chapter, I will probably not agree with every single chapter. That doesn't mean that he's right and I'm wrong or I'm right and he's wrong. It just means that, you know, my influences are different than his, and that would mean that he might come to different conclusions. It, you know, it's not anything to – no division, no – you know, I I love Thomas Horne's work. I think it's absolutely fabulous, okay? And there I have – Almost, I have um, a lot of, I, I got a lot of his books. Okay, some of them are, you know, um, uh, fiction-esque. Um, some of the things that he believes I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but that, big deal, big deal. Um, he's got, you know, um, like, oh gosh, like, uh, oh, I can't even think of the names of all of them. Like Apollyon Rising 2012, fabulous book. Uh, there, there's a lot of books that are just amazing that he's written. And uh, this Zeitgeist 2025 might be, in many ways, prophetic. Again, so you just uh, got to apply what you know to what he thinks, and then maybe just kind of shuffle it around and see where you end up. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. It says that Putin says that Russia will be forced to react if the West starts using weapons with nuclear components. Hmm. 
Well, that's most interesting because Russia Today comes out, and it's not just Russia Today. They're actually uh, interviewing a British, um, I think, parliamentarian, uh, and it says the United Kingdom has announced that it will supply Ukraine with toxic uranium-laden ammunition. Okay, that's depleted uranium. Uh, known for turning former combat zones into uninhabitable wastelands. All right, praise God. All right, amen. So right there is, so on, on the left side of my screen, it says Putin will be forced to react. But what does that mean? Let us journey on through the news. It keeps getting more intense. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. Here we go. Let's move in. All right, the next report says Putin puts nukes, nuclear weapons, in Europe for the first time in the history of the world. So um, what does that mean exactly? Well, what it means is, you know, the uh, Belarus is considered to be part of Europe. But in reality, Belarus isn't and never really has been part of Europe. Okay, it's always, I mean, think about it. Bella, Rus, <laughs> Russia, you know, it's like these guys are joined at the hips. Okay, so um, anyway, but Putin has moved nuclear weapons into Belarus. That is a very, very significant move uh, and it speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. All right, now I'm going to play a little snippet. I'm, going to, I'm only going to play like the first three minutes, but this is from that uh, program called Redacted, and they're talking about what NATO is doing with Polish troops. This is alarming, and it's happening supposedly like now. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay, uh, maybe it's not happening immediately. We, I don't know for sure, but let, let's go ahead and take a listen, quick listen to this. All right, here we go. Bring this up. All right, let's get to your top story today, and I have a question for you. I want to kick this off with a question. Uh, is the United States doing anything it can right now to torpedo peace talks between Russia and Ukraine? Um, I'll, I'll just answer it for you. The answer is yes. Um, just look what happened over the past 48 hours. Chinese President Xi Jinping in Moscow in talks with Vladimir Putin. They spoke for about four hours yesterday. Talks continue today. And one of the things they're laying out is a 12-point plan. Chinese 12-point plan for peace in Ukraine. And Putin is on board with this plan. We already know this. They're already open to it. They've publicly said this. So they're sort of working on the peace agreement with Ukraine. And then what's the U.S. and NATO response to this? This is the response. NATO considering deployment of up to 300,000 troops on the border with Russia. <laughs> NATO announces... They're putting 300,000 troops on high alert and, according to Politico, ready to send them to eastern Ukraine uh, with Russia. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys sign up for this? Here is the, here's the quote from Politico. Politico uh, writes that NATO military leaders are to submit updated regional defense plans. Alliance officials are putting forward the idea that its borders with Russia should be guarded by up to 300,000 troops, the news outlet reports. All right. Praise God. So I just wanted to get that forward to you. And because uh, there's a lot of stuff that um, isn't real obvious, even when you're searching for updated data on the Internet. Praise God. All right. Another headline that came directly out of Yahoo Finance um, into my inbox says why the biggest banks could be the natural beneficiaries of the current turmoil, which it's being reported by a fellow going by Brad Smith, I guess, and he's a supposedly a, a J.P. Morgan strategist. Uh, but it mentions um, 
you know, a handful of big banks that they believe will be mass, you know, huge beneficiaries to what they're predicting to be potentially uh, a much more noteworthy banking collapse. All right. And then uh, we jump back over to Clayton Morris at redacted. INC, I think they call it. And um, anyway, let me let's just go ahead and play this little snippet. Here we go. Hold on. What in the world is going on with the the banks right now? Fresh signs, though, that the banking collapse is sweeping across the globe. So as the United States is trying to prop up the U.S. economy right now, trying to prop up all of these U.S. banks, Europe is basically saying, no, they don't need help. They're going to crash on their own. What the United States is doing is like bailing out these people who made risky investments and made stupid moves. And Europe right now is like, eh, let them, let them wallow in their own filth. Moody's, though, the ratings agency, downgraded the entire banking system. So all these little banks in these little towns drying up, collapsing. Where's the money flowing? It's flowing right to the big banks. We knew this was going to happen. People- all right. So anyway, uh, wanted you to hear that. And uh, so things are happening out there, but we're, you know, the average American is definitely not getting the information. Praise God. All right. So, uh, you know, at least people kind of hanging in a lurch. Here's another headline. I would, call, I would call it a type of headline. It's by a fellow by the name of Holger and very, very difficult last name to pronounce. Um, it looks like Jibitz. And he says, good morning from Germany, where banks are among the big losers in Europe. Since the outbreak of the banking crisis in early March, both Commerce Bank and Deutsche Bank have lost more than an average of 21% to 19.8%. And he shows a graph and it is bloody red. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Okay. Edward Dowd, he says that the Fed raising rates will be a willful demolition of the banking system. And by the way, there have been, oh, goodness gracious, like endless uh, experts on this subject that have come forward and said precisely the same thing. And I played for you on one of the shows uh, not too long ago, uh, Donald Trump, during his very, very first uh, presidential debate with Hillary rolling her, you know, Draco reptilian eyes around, um, uh, you know, and he was saying that Janet Yellen, you know, was a danger, you know, to whatever. And guess what? We're seeing it happen right now. These are all puppets and they're doing every little thing that they're told to do. Okay, and don't even get me going on BlackRock. Um, BlackRock has over $10 trillion worth of investors' money that they play around with. And do you think that wields a little bit of power? And they are satanic, just as satanic as Pfizer. BlackRock. Think about Think about it. Okay, I, I, boy, I could do an hour's talk on just the very term. BlackRock. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Another uh, person on my finely tuned Twitter feed calls himself Wall Street Silver, and he says, Capital One credit default swaps are now surging faster than during the global predicaments of early 2020. This banking crisis is far from over. So these people are financial wizards, and they're watching the charts, and they know 
because of experience uh, that when the chart takes this turn, uh, especially when it's multiple charts of multiple, you know, single sector, you know, uh, stuff uh, like the banking system, if you will, when they see those trends take place, it's like warning, warning, sell warning, sell warning, sell warning, that kind of thing, because that's what these guys do for a living. All right. Um, anyway, praise God. So um, I believe that, you know, it's going to be a combination of a lot of collapses, a lot of other stuff, but ultimately they're going to be building the, the Fed now infrastructure into the background and ultimately making it so the surviving credit unions and things like that continue to operate to some extent to, you know, and then, you, you know, you may not even know, you know, it, they might have a little logo on the front of door of the, of the bank or of the credit union that says, you know, little thing, you know, cause like right now they'll say like NCUA, you know, we're a member of the national credit union of, of America and that kind of thing, you know, and, and uh, you know, maybe there'll be like a little fed now logo there. That might be the only thing you see. Maybe you don't see anything and it just happens. So, I mean, you know, we, it, it, this stuff is, is like moving forward at remarkable speed. All right, now here, thank you, Jesus, is an Australian. Australia, folks, is being taken down fast, man. Oh, my gosh. Praise God. I mean, man, Europe. Oh, man. Um, you know, so, again, if, uh, you know, the Don, as they say, gets in their way, I, wow, uh, hard to imagine. And we've talked about it, but you know, it could happen. And it's in the Simpsons episode, so who knows? We'll see. But like I said, I'm not seeing anything out on YouTube recently. And it may be because I'm telling you, a lot of Christians have gotten nervous and they've they've gone away. They're not there anymore. I don't know where they went, but they're just not there. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So this is a Australian senator. Listen to what he says. Um, talking about a, this is a very controlled co- country. Very controlled country. So just by virtue of this guy saying this in the Senate chambers of Australia, I would think it would be like putting his life at stake. But anyway, let's listen to this. Praise God. Here we go. If this parliament gets us wrong, everyday Australians will suffer through inflation or worse, stagflation for decades. And instead of working together to push Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum plan based on United Nations policies, work together instead for our country. Klaus Schwab's life by subscription, quote, is really serfdom, it's slavery. Billionaire globalist corporations will own everything, homes, factories, farms, cars, furniture, and everyday citizens will rent what they need if their social credit score allows. The plan of the Great Reset is that you will die with nothing. To pull off this evil plan, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum will need to take more than just material possessions from Australians. Senators in this very chamber today who support the Great Reset threaten our privacy, freedom and dignity. Yes, they're in this Senate chamber. One Nation vehemently opposes the Great Reset, the Digital Identity Bill, theft of agricultural land use, forcing farmers off their land, and all of the Great Reset. One Nation has a comprehensive plan to bring our beautiful country back to sustainable prosperity. And in the months ahead, we will be rolling that plan out. All right. So anyway, you noted, I hope, that he was pointing 
out the fact that there were compromised people in their actual Senate chamber at that moment in time. So in a sense, this guy, Senator Malcolm Roberts in Australia, is basically doing an in-your-face Donald Trump sort of a thing. Um, so how is this all going to shake out? It's I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. I don't know. Um, but it sure does look like the, the level of their determination is very – to, to someone who doesn't have Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I cannot even imagine. Oh, my goodness. It just has got to be terrible. But, you know, usually they're not awake and aware to it at all anyway. All right. Now, now I'm going to really throw you a curveball. In 1995, a man by the name of Phil Schneider um, claimed that there was 1,477 deep underground military bases worldwide, 131 active deep underground military bases in the United States alone. Now, why would he know something like this? Because he was a top secret vetted military – he was the geologist that, that, that would essentially do the demolition to start building the underground bases. And he was involved in an event known as the Dulce Wars. Now, they have a uh, full documentary on uh, this guy, um, Phil Schneider, uh, and it's on Prime. And um, uh, it's like called – I think it's like Underground Bases, the Director's Cut, or Phil Schneider. I don't know. But I would type – I would – Type some of that in if you want to try to find it, or you can email me at jbaptist777 to gmail.com. Be patient. I'm overwhelmed, uh, but I will do the very best that I can to flag it and get back to you. I mean, even CVS Pharmacy is like texting me every five minutes. Well, not every five minutes, but you know, it's like every day I get like, come down and get your medications. And I'm like, I just got back from the doctor. Calm down for crying out loud. It's like, you know, they're treating it like it's the end of the world. And I'm like, Oh, maybe they know something I don't. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But listen to this. This is a very old testimony going back all the way to 1996 before they killed him, before they murdered him. Actually, I think they murdered him in 1996, so this might have been 1995 when he said this. But I want you to hear this because he's talking about what he knew was the alien agenda, and he was shot with a laser beam from a tall gray uh, in one of the underground facilities because he was dead. That's how you make the underground bases. You come in from the top, you blow out the stuff, then you haul out the rubble, and you kind of like hollow them out. And it's, it's but he that's what he did. Okay, and he ran into some aliens, uh, real ones, uh, otherworldly beings, fallen angelic beings, whatever you want to refer to them, and it turned into a battle, and people died. They refer to it as the Dulce Wars. All right, so anyway, here he is when he was still alive talking on the circuit that he would travel on. Very courageous man, this guy, warning people about these entities. All right, and listen to what he says their alien agenda is. Wow. Let's listen to this. I'm going to casually mention to you something that's very scary indeed tell you what the alien agenda is and it's going to sound very familiar the alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet the killing off of five six to seven eighths of the world's population by the year 2029 okay now i could sit and play more of it and blah blah but i'm not going to are you putting this together see this guy 
This is from 1995, folks. Please. Okay, and what is the target date according to Klaus Schwab? 2030. Are right, you putting it, you know, then you got this Tom Horn book, you know, Zeitgeist 2024. That, that's a year after, in 2024, let's see, but Zeitgeist 2024, hold on a second. No, my bad, my bad, I digress. Zeitgeist 2025. So the when would the election be? 2024, right? Okay, so then the election, actually the election occurs in 2024, but the inaugural ceremony would be in 2025, would it not? And then Thomas Horn's book is Zeitgeist 2025, and he's talking about all these things that point to 2025. We already know the World Economic Forum is pointing to 2030. And now you go back to 1995, and you got Phil Schneider, who was shot at with a laser beam, later murdered by the black ops. And he's talking about the alien agenda to kill off the population of the Earth. But then we find out that, you know... The reptilian overlords, these are shape-shifting entities from the bowels of hell, okay, are actually, you know, uh, running the government. And they're all in on it. And now you're like, you start to stitch it all together. You remember, uh, oh, my gosh, it all fits together. The, the movie They Live, very prophetic. At the, the very last scene of the movie They Live from the 80s, they, you know, uh, they, they walk into this elite, you know, this Klaus Schwab-like uh, event, and the guy is, you know, the person is standing up there, uh, you know, at the, at the podium saying, we're going to control the world by, like, I forget what they said, 2030, was it? It was definitely one of those dates. It was unbelievable. It's all woven together into this amazing, impossible tapestry, and the only thing that could derail it would be our Heavenly Father. It would be a priest of ball moment, and, um, you know, we don't know. We're just going to have to stay as close as we can and be as obedient to the Lord as we possibly can and be in prayer, spend a lot of time praying for the lost, spend a lot of time praying for one another because we all need the prayer. I'm praying for you. I pray that you're praying for me. All right, praise God. All right, the next headline up is Burundi officials detect polio outbreak is linked to the vaccine. Health officials in Burundi have declared an outbreak of polio linked to the vaccine, according to this African country. Reported by Maria Chang of the Associated Press, ABC News. Holy moly. Wow. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This is amazing. Um, but, and we might say something like, wow, the cat's out of the bag. When are they going to throw Fauci in jail? When are they going to arrest Gates? When are they gonna, well, you know, and then it's like the same thing as it always is, the same as it ever was, same as it ever was. Nothing ever happens. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Then we have this headline. Why did the Pentagon predict an alien mothership will visit the Earth? And this is the headline. This is a headline. Now it could have been worded a couple of different ways, but this is how it was worded on Infowars. But it's true. They did. They literally did. And so, um, as a matter of fact, if you, if I was going to take the time to play the audio bite, it talks in great detail about how it was worded, et cetera, um, uh, and this whole thing about, you know, these orbs. And then you got the Lake Huron event where they shot down these things, and then there were some people that came forward and said, you know, you know, there was some chatter about them being potentially alien in nature. 
And then I, of course, I jumped in there and I said, well, they couldn't have been the scout ships because those things can move so fast. They can get out of the way of anything that we could shoot at them. But then probes, that's a whole different story, right? All right. Praise God. So right here, you know, when people think that, the you know, the 10 kings in Revelation 17, the 10 horns are, you know, countries over in Europe, I'm like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think they are these beings. Okay. All right. That Phil Schneider was warning about. Um, it's the missing link. Look, when you know that Hillary Clinton is a nine foot tall Draco reptilian, you know, when you understand what we're dealing with here, then the concept of this being, you know, otherworldly beings, you know, fallen angelics, we'll call them fallen angelic beings, you know, fallen seraphim, whatever you want to refer to them as, they're not demons, okay? And people are going to be shocked. You know, everybody's, you know, all pumped up and saying, oh, yeah, they're going to be, it's going to be a fake alien invasion. You know, there is this thing called counterintelligence, and counterintelligence will tell everybody, hey, it's going to be fake, 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 it's going to be fake. And then all of a sudden, this gigantic mothership that cannot possibly be faked, you know, and, you know, it's just going to blow people's mind. Also, I wanted to point out to you, praise God, thank you, Jesus. That BlackRock has, they manage $10 trillion in assets, and they, get this, they actually have three, not one, not two, but three people from Larry Fink's BlackRock, that very evil company, um, inside the White House, working inside the White House at this time. Next up. For Ingram reports, Chinese authorities raid an office of the United States investigations firm Mintz Group, according to the Wall Street Journal. So remember that there have been a lot of reports out there that said that there are these buildings or these facilities that are being erected, and they're discovering that they are actually Chinese police on American soil. So these things are starting to happen even now. Really creepy stuff when you consider it. All right, next one up. Biden administration imposes new regulations on air conditioners. Look at that. So it's not enough that they were going after gas stoves. Now they're pointing there. Now they're going after regulations for air conditioners and window air conditioners. Can you imagine what it would be like not to be able to afford an air conditioner? Wow. I mean, just absolute evil beyond words. Now, um, I'm looking at the time and I'm going to stop now. Let me just see what else I got. Uh, pilot from airlines dropping over like crazy. Uh, they're, uh, it's just absolutely out of control. North Korea, of course, talks about a radioactive tsunami weapon that they supposedly have and they're ready to use. A uh, woman uh, is standing, uh, at, you know, bad-mouthing publicly. Uh, Ron DeSantis calling him a tropical Hitler, and she's speaking in a microphone. And I'm here to tell you, this is on Breitbart News. It says on, she's wearing a red shirt, and it says, Hail Satan on it. Praise Satan. Imagine that. Um, uh, you know, Mar the Marlberg virus killed five people in Tanzania, and over 100 more are feared to be infected. Marlberg is like worse than Ebola. It's some seriously bad stuff. And then last but absolutely not least, praise Jesus, is... On Breitbart.com, they report that a TV weatherman sees the size of the tornado that's about to hit down, what was it, Mississippi, Alabama area, and he literally on the air breaks down and says, Dear Jesus, please help them as the tornado strikes. 
Wonder how long he gets to keep his job. What a messed up, dorked up, upside down, oh my goodness sort of world we live in right now. Praise God. Father, please keep us strong and anoint us for the days that we have now and in the days in the future, especially praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord. And on that note, let's go ahead and get ready for uh, the um, the um, you know, Planet X section of the show. Like I said, I'm going to read my show notes, talk a little bit about what I know or what I believe I know with a margin of error, of course. And, um, and on that note, I'm going to go ahead and um, – kick it off with this uh sand from uh this song from brother dan okay he just likes to be referred to as brother dan okay so anyway i i like it and i play it on the prayer vigil a lot praise god here we go thank you jesus Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, on that note, let me just jump over and uh, I see that we only have about 45 minutes left, but that that hopefully that'll be a pretty good amount of time to be able to um, pass along uh, what I, you know, as you know, or the regular listeners of the program know. Every time we bring on Brother Stephen Ben Nanoon and we do a little bit of talking about Planet X or whatever, and he's, he always like stops and he's like, man, I got to bring you on my show and stuff. We got to talk about this stuff because it is an area that I specialized in for a very long time. Um, I have read endless books. I have probably a terabyte of videos. Um, it God has shown me things. Um, 
they weren't coincidences. Uh, and, uh, and all I can do is do the best that I can to try to share these things with you. And, um, and you know, maybe it, in some way it'll bless you and you'll have a pretty good idea of what it's all about, perhaps. All right. So all that being said, um, I am going to go ahead and bring up my notes that I've used over the years to do shows. I've done entire shows on this subject before, and um, I'm going to cover some of those key, very key items tonight. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So let me go ahead and find, I'm hunting, hunting through so many applications. Praise the Lord. And let me see here. Here we go. Oh, no. I goofed. I brought up the wrong one. Let me try again. Uh, there we go. All right. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, let me bring this over to the proper monitor because this is loaded with stuff. All right. Now, um, in some ways, I wish that I, I, I do wish that I could show you videos, but I'm also praise Jesus that I can't. Um, and I'm not going to get into the housewives and all that, but I will say that there is um, an awful lot of the information is overwhelming. It's utterly, utterly overwhelming. Praise God. All right. So um, let's see here. So, oh, okay. And I'm having that same problem I had with the studio where <laughs> I click over to the studio and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the studio disappeared. And it's like, oh, I got to refresh it. And I don't know why it's not auto-refreshing. That is like so super weird. All right. So anyway, I want to share this with you. Um Let's see if I can control F it and play it for you. Huge planets. Let's see. Okay. Uh, I got to focus my eyes in on this. How long is it? Okay. So this is Dr. David O'Rourke, and unfortunately, it's about five minutes long, and I don't want to take that much time to play this because there's too much other information that I need to share. But I will say that on January the 4th of 2018, uh, the prophet, Dr. David O'Rourke, and he's, an, he's actually a medical doctor, and the Lord called him uh, supernatural testimony and everything down to serve him. Uh, and he went to Africa to set up, I believe, uh, headquarters in Kenya. Now, anyway, so all that being said, um, he the title of this particular um, prophecy is many huge planets to pass very close to the earth and a space rock to hit the earth. Now, a lot of people would default and they would jump immediately over to saying, oh, well, that's wormwood. No, it's not. Okay, so just remember that the day of the Lord happens in the sixth seal, Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 through 17. All right, and, um, you know, I, I, I've covered that in other shows, particularly particularly the uh, reptilian overload pro overlord programs and some other stuff. So, I, you know, if you've listened to all of them and were able to absorb a pretty good amount of it, you have a lot of the foundation information necessary to understand approximately where in the Holy Bible these events take place. Okay, so anyway, again, it's of paramount importance to understand where is the day of the Lord when you're looking at the book of Revelation. And I can tell you beyond any shadow of a doubt that the day of the Lord is 
embedded within the sixth seal. Okay, so Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 through 17. We know that the great tribulation, some people think otherwise, and I the Bible tells you, it's, it says right there. Um, you know, so some people think that this is the beginning of the last seven years, and they call it the tribulation period, which, by the way, I have biblical, if I showed you what I have on my computer power, and I, and I could show you the Hebrew, you would be like me. You would be questioning the very concept of, uh, the, of what people understand as Daniel's 70th week, seven weeks, and that 3.5 plus 3.5, you know, that, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe there is some of that is, is accurate. I'm not discrediting discrediting it all, not at all. Okay, but I will say that I have found some disparity, um, uh, and uh, and I could show it to you. I can show it to you in the Hebrew, and you would be like, whoa, that's pretty noteworthy. So, um, so when it says in Revelation chapter, see, I believe that if the you know, 3.5 years of tribulation or difficulties on the earth, comparatively far less difficult than the Great Tribulation. If that be, uh, you know, if that is accurately uh, interpreted by those who have studied that subject, uh, with having no understanding of the alien con. Um, the alien actors that are involved in all of this stuff, because that changes everything. It changes how you understand things. And you start to think, wait a minute, is this really talking about some, you know, president of uh, Belarus or president of France or whatever? Are these the 10 kings? No, it says that they, it says in Revelation 17, it says these 10 horns didn't have any power. They didn't have any power. And the beast had to give them the power. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, technically you could make that argument, but knowing that the alien, knowing that the fallen angels are heavily involved, how in the world can you have nuclear bombs going off all over the place, which we will, um, and uh, and the the earth would survive it? Wouldn't it go into like a nuclear winter? Wouldn't the whole thing turn, you know, it would destroy all life on earth, wouldn't it? Wait a minute. So then I was, you know, reading um, and studying a lot of information, an awful lot. We used to try to save the souls of a lot of New Agers. We did bring a lot of New Agers to the belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. We've received untold numbers of emails. I have testimonies, I think well over 100, maybe 200, um, published on tribulation-now.org. And many of them are from New Agers. Now, um, all that being said, um, in my research, the Lord has told me to focus heavily on the, quote, otherworldly being dynamic. By the way, don't forget that Odin Hetrick, a very holy man uh, from Marysville, Pennsylvania, uh, was taken to heaven 81 times, and he was taken. Uh, he said the Spirit of God led him into his city mansion, and he was taken downstairs or into a part of the city mansion, and he walked into a room, and he went, ha! And he was frightened. Because he saw in this room two beings, a female being and a male being. Okay, they were aliens. 
Okay, and um, he freaked. He said, Spirit of God, take me out of this place. I do not belong here. And the Spirit of God said back to Odin Hedrick, he said, not until you learn your lesson. Never mind the fact that there were two little beings playing music in the room where he was having hors d'oeuvres with Jesus. Now, um, you know, ruling and reigning with Jesus Oh, and then if you throw in the Howard Storm testimony and so much more, it all starts to snap together. You understand what the Orion belt is. You know, God said, can you loose the belts of Orion? Uh, you know, can you guide the sons of Arcturus? What do you mean, sons of Arcturus? I thought we were the only pebble on the beach. That's what most Christians believe. Aliens are demons, and we're the only pebble on the beach. And Earth just floats around, uh, you know, in outer space, and all that other stuff is just really pretty stuff for us to look at. Come on. Come on. I mean, just the very descending of the new Jerusalem adorned as a bride, there isn't anybody. There's going to be fantastic numbers of people that are still on the earth at that time. What are they going to see it as? They're going to see it as like a really sparkly version of the Borg arriving on earth. Okay, I mean, you know, think about it. Of all the sci-fi movies that we've seen thus far in our lives, what? who had a cube-shaped cube? cube-shaped spaceship, the Borg. Okay, but I imagine it will be extremely beautiful, very sparkly, and all that kind of stuff. But adorned as a bride, I believe that that is a metaphor for the fact that the bride of Jesus Christ will be inside in her transformed bodies, because we will be like Jesus, inside the New Jerusalem, which, by the way, is absolutely huge. All right, so that will ultimately be the headquarters of where Jesus operates out of and hopefully where we get to stay as part of the Bride of Christ. I pray that we are. Um, uh, because, uh, you know, quite honestly, I don't want to be out there uh, dealing with some of the stuff that's going to be happening during the millennial rule. Okay, there's going to be, God's going to leave Satan back out again. There's going to be another Gog and Magog invasion, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, by that time, if we're not all kind of burned out on that stuff, I'm pretty sure we're going to want to stay at the, you know, hang out at the Thai buffet inside the New Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Now. I'm going to continue forward with the Planet X stuff. So you got a roar. You got I have so many prophecies. It's amazing, and I don't have time to play them all, but I'm just going to tell you I do. And uh, Aurora had a couple of them. In some cases, he referred to them as moons. He saw moons lined up out in, the, out in outer space that the Lord God took them out in outer space, and he saw all these moons. Well, what does that mean? You know, when you're looking at a planet that's getting hit with light from the sun— it can look like a moon. It doesn't mean that they're actually moons. You see what I'm saying? So, again, there, I have, there's a lot of them that, that are out there. All right. Um, praise God. So, anyway, um, I'm looking for, through this other prophecy that I have here. Um, thank you, Lord. Immersion in the pool, looking because they did not heed the warning and prepare. No, 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 no. Nuclear event. There was some type of a nuclear event. The atmosphere was morphing and somehow... It seems like the elements were melting. That is true. That's what happens when the nuclear event. I'm, I'm looking for that. I'm going to move on because I've got so much other awesome, awesome stuff. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now. All right. So, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Hold on. So let me scroll a little quicker and see if I can get to some of the things that um, that I think you'll find pretty fascinating. All right. Praise God. So, um I'm going to read. Now, I believe they have recently removed this. Uh, 
But I will read it to you. The Lowell, L-O-W-E-L-L, Lowell Observatory was established because Percival Lowell, the founding father of the Lowell Observatory, um, from April 9th to 1907, I believe it was, um, he was studying some of the ancient writings of the Japanese, and he discovered that they were writing about a planet known as, or at least, you know, what we know today as being Planet X. So the reason why the Percival Lowell or Lowell Observatory was built in the very first place was because he wanted to see it. Now, there was a, there's also a testimony of Admiral Harrington. He was an, actually a United States Navy admiral. You can double-check me on these things, but be sure to use DuckDuckGo, okay, because it will be blacked out. You will not be able to find it using Google because the counterintelligence entities um, have removed and censored virtually all the information. Okay, I also have, if you go to tribulation-now.org and you click on, um, let me, I got to really lean in and try to find it. Um, thank you, Jesus, Father God, where is it? Break, it's not there. Apocalyptic signs. Okay, so when you find the uh, menu, if you're using a mobile device, it'll be those three lines in the upper left. Click the menu and look for the words apocalyptic signs. And it starts, I have an asterisk, and it's all capital, apocalyptic signs. And then you can go down to like the second to the last drop-down menu item, and it says Planet X Nibiru. Now, many of these YouTubes have been removed. Are you surprised? I hope that you're not. Now, all that being said, this is how the Lord speaks to me about things. So for some reason, I decided I was going to go ahead and get Astronomy Magazine, and I did. And I actually, for a time, subscribed to it. And lo and behold, in the 20, May of 2015 version of Astronomy Magazine, there is a picture of a sun, Okay, and right above the sun is a second sun, and it explains the faint light of a low-mass brown dwarf TWA-5b shows as a small dot above the center, TWA-5a, a pair of sun-like stars that orbit so closely that their, their, um, that their glows merge dominates this visible light view, and this was filmed by the Goddard Space facility. All right. So I was blown away by finding this article in the astronomy magazine because this is precisely what people have been seeing. What you will also find on this particular drop-down page at tribulation-now.org is, uh, and again, you want to go to uh, apocalyptic signs and then click on Planet X Nibiru, you will find a number of still existing um, YouTube videos that have not been taken down. And let me tell you, one of the first ones that's still there, it, it says, it's uh, t titled, I titled it, Planet X Footage from Florida. Now then, what's fascinating is what you are actually seeing here is a small it looks like a little sun above a big sun, our sun. 
Fascinatingly, it is, if there is such a word, it is exactly the same depiction from the Astronomy Magazine of, 20, of May of 2015. The two of them look identical. Okay, there's another uh, video caught from Oregon of... It, it's just unexplainably amazing. I know that there are some people that use, uh, you know, the Department of Forestry cameras and stuff, and they spend their whole lives, you know, putting video of weird, strange, anomalous planet things that appear to be moving by the Earth but are not easily visible. Uh, recently, I was given a, f- a film of uh, hundreds of people standing in a, a, a parking lot and also in a field filming, I think it was in an oriental country, uh, filming the sun uh, very close to the uh, go, you know, setting, setting and a black it, it was almost like a, a lunar eclipse was taking place and a, a, a round circular black, uh, you know, blockage um, moved over the sun. And it was like a, a, a ring, you know, it looked like a, a lunar eclipse, but it wasn't. That's the thing that was amazing about it is it was actually one of the planets. So here is before I go on and I share a bunch of other cool stuff. You have to grasp this. And also, don't forget, please, that in the book of Enoch, in um, chapter 65, it says, And Noah had seen the earth had tilted and knew that destruction was near. Now, if you go out and you do some homework using Duck, Duck Go, you will discover that the Inuit, that is spelled I-N-U-I-T, Inuit, Eskimos have been hunting in accordance with the way that the sun appears in the sky. They use it to help them hunt for food at various times of the years. And they had, this was many, many years ago, they had come forward and told people, you know, hey, something's wrong. Um, the sun isn't in the same place anymore. Things are, the trajectory, everything is just messed up and it's messing with our hunting. It's, it's you know, but the Inuit Mex- Eskimos have known about this for a long, long time. Also, I have a collector's item book. I bought it when it was still affordable. Now, if you try to buy it, get ready to shell out some serious duckies. But it's, um, it's uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, now I've got to try to remember it. I, put, I stuck myself in a corner. Um, oh, uh, world, world in Peril or something like that. Let me see if I got that right. World in Peril. Yep, that's it. I think that's it. Um, world in, yep, that's it. That's it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I can't believe the Holy Spirit gave it to me. All right. So, uh, world in peril, the, um, the origin mission and scientific findings of, and I'm clicking on the link of the 46th and 72nd reconnaissance squadron. So what they noticed was their job, this goes all the way back to the 40s, I believe. Uh, I'd have to do a little digging, but this book is out of print, and it is very expensive to get a copy. I actually have one. I bought it in 2012, and it's downstairs in my many, I have many libraries. And um, it talks about how these Air Force specialists were, their job was to measure the true north or the true north pole of the world, of the earth, and um, report on it, okay? And they discovered that the north, you know, the actual north pole of the earth, the true north, that the earth was tilting over time more and more and more. And 
It resulted in their findings being placed into this book entitled World in Peril from the 46th and 72nd Reconnaissance Squadron, and it is uh, now a collector's item. They're talking about a global global cataclysm coming this way from this, quote, nonfiction book. Okay, talking about the discovery of imminent global change. All right, now watch out for that because this is weaving a tapestry of reality that is our reality right now. All right, so then you've got um, the little ditty about uh, Lowell, and it says Lowell's. I'm re- now, I think they've removed this all from Wikipedia now. It's all filtered out and censored. But it says Lowell's greatest contribution to to, to planetary studies came during the last decade of his life, which he devoted to the search for Planet X, a hypothetical planet beyond Neptune. Lowell believed that the planets Uranus and Neptune were displaced from their predicted positions by the gravity of this unseen planet. Now, we have heard untold numbers of articles come out since then about Planet Nine, and they give it all different names. The Colbrin Bible, which is arguably a text from the ancient Egyptian uh, collections, um, is uh, refers to it as the destroyer. The problem is that they have so many different names for it that it gets awful confusing, like Nemesis and Planet X. And then some people will come out and they'll say, well, no, Nemesis is actually a different body, and Planet X is, you know, and then Nibiru. See, so Planet X and Nibiru are the same thing. However, one has to understand that a brown dwarf is a sun, just like what we have, that collapses. When it, when it, so when the sun dies, when a yellow dwarf, dwarf sun like ours dies, it collapses in on itself and becomes highly magnetic, and it is minus 243 degrees Fahrenheit, which is why they put the Lucifer. Um, uh, so right now, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play along here. I'm going to go to DuckDuckGo, and um, I, I'll probably have to break this. I, got, I think i got to do another program this Wednesday, so I may just do a continuation on this particular subject this coming Wednesday because I do have an awful lot of data to share. All right, so hopefully the, I don't know, I don't want to say hopefully the world doesn't blow up because, you know what, the closer we get to leaving and praising Jesus and hallelujah, the better. All right, thank you, Father. All right, now all that being said, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let me see if I can think of, um, hmm, um, I'm going to go ahead and let that sit for a second and keep on moving through my notes to see how far I can get. Um, Oh, I want to read this for you. Okay, this is huge, and um, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, and it's it's entitled "quote." Now listen to this. I know, I know. Oh gosh, I got I got all the audio bites from. Um, so miraculously and and supernaturally coincidentally, I happen to be sitting around one day. This is how the Lord works in my life, and I happen to be sitting around, and I was a little bit bored. And I was flipping around on the channels on TV or whatever, and I see right there before my very eyes a special, and the special was from the Weather Channel, of all things. 
and it was an apocalyptic special, and it was entitled, believe it or not, The Effects of a Rogue Planet. What would the effects be on our solar system if there was a rogue planet? Well, what's really amazing is that's exactly what's happening right now. Also, I I have told this to people many, many times, and I've gotten some feedback from some listeners of the program that they were, in fact, able to find it either on the Internet or on some, you know, like Tubi, one of those free, you know, Tubi and Freevee and stuff like that on a streaming cable. Uh, they found it. They, they actually found a copy. It's not called Deep Impact. Okay, that's the one with Danny Glover playing the part of the president and all that kind of thing. Although, well, I won't, I won't deviate. I want to stay on track. But it's called Impact. I-M-P-A-C-T, Impact. That's the name of it. That is amazing because it starts out in the very beginning. I'm not going to – I don't want to spoil it for you, but I'm going to tell you it's all about a brown dwarf. I will tell you that. They didn't see it coming. I'll tell you that. And the first sign of something being awry – was the um, fact that they noticed that the lunar orbit around the Earth was no longer equidistant. They noticed that the lunar orbit was elliptical. And the only thing that can cause an elliptical orbit to occur is, and again, what they would, what the scientists would refer to this as they call it they would call it a newtonian you know candidate all right that's how they would scientifically refer to it in other words you know based upon gravitational pull all right and uh so anyway if you can get yourself a copy of the tv series impact it not only is it really good but it brings forward a very noteworthy amount of things that we see happening today, and um, it builds it out over time, and it's uh, it's it, awful, awful lot of it is highly prophetic. Now, how much of that kind of stuff will actually occur during the Great Tribulation? I have no idea. I, you know, none of us will know except God himself. Now, I'm going to read this to you because it's all part of this very long I, – I, as I entered into this this evening, it – didn't really occur to me how much now it's like all coming back to me and I realize, wow, this is a lot of material. Hallelujah. But anyway, I'm going to share this with you. This is so, you know, we know that the these entities, these reptilian overlords, um, that they shapeshift because of a, adrenal chrome, which is actually uh, the spirit of God that is released from adrenaline into our blood. Okay, and that that's how they get a hold of the power of God, kind of like the God, their version of the God particle, so that it gives them the ability to be able to manipulate the quantum mechanics, quantum physics hologram that we are all trapped in right now. Okay, so when Einstein said, uh, you know, that we all live in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one, he was absolutely correct. That's why the the search for the Higgs boson was 
you know, the God particle. They know. The other thing that becomes very evident when you study these creatures and how they shapeshift and manipulate mass, et cetera, et cetera, is that they covet the spirit. The very fact that we have the spirit of God breathed into us as it is into the nostrils of Adam in Genesis 2, 7, they covet that. They want that power. But now they can scalp souls like the Baki I did, and it's referred to, I believe, in the book of Ezekiel. Um, they can scalp souls, and they can move souls from uh, alien abducted humans uh, into their hybrid creatures. And then these hybrid creatures can be brought down to Earth, and they can kind of function amongst us. And probably as woke individuals, really, when I think about it, because when I see the video clips of some of these, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is, these LGBT element of entities, I do not believe that they are us. A lot of them I don't, I really don't. With all of my heart, I truly believe many of these entities are actually from another, from another, their other uh, non-earthly entity hybrid beings. All right. Now, all that being said, I'm going to read to you from October 2003. Believe it or not, it goes all the way back to October of 2003. The title of the um, uh, page. It's a, it's a uh, scientific study that was done under, you know, by a man named Peter Schwartz and Douglas Randall or Doug Randall. And it, they were given money uh, as contractors by the United States government to do a study. And the title of the white paper for the United States government was, and I'm going to quote it, an abrupt climate change scenario and its implications for the United States national security, marked October of 2003 by Peter Schwartz and Douglas Randall. All right. Now, you might say, um, wow. And I would say, oh, yes, definitely huge. Wow. Now, it goes into a bunch of, you know, stuff about significant impact on the world's uh, food production, you know, all these kinds of things that the global warming. Um, you know, it even says here there's substantial evidence to indicate that significant global warming will occur during the 21st century. However, where the problem comes in is the fact that and all this stuff has been censored it's very 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 back when i was researching this stuff i was picking up books reading entire books i was attending seminars these were online seminars that i would have to pay 35 dollars to attend and i would have several experts on the subject that would be a part of the group that would be discussing planet x etc um, also, just so you know, Admiral Harrington, that is his name, he was an admiral in the United States Navy. He was a, the head guy of the United States Naval Observatory in the 1990s. Okay, he met with Zechariah Sitchin, and I know that Michael Heiser wrote a white paper on the Internet, Sitchin Lies, and I'm sorry to tell dear Brother Heiser, who I believe has passed on and gone to heaven, um, that he he's wrong. <laughs> okay, Sitchin was actually 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 accurate, and um, you might say, well, he was a shapeshifter, but I actually have heard it from people who have been in the room while these entities were having sacrificial ce ceremonies. 
and doing horrible things, um, that Sitchin did not shapeshift, but he was there. Now, all that being said, um, I'll just leave that at that. But what you need to grasp, and by the way, this information used to be plentiful on the Internet when you would go out and search it. Now all you get is counterintelligence because they don't want anyone to know. They don't. They want to use this nonsense about, you know, CO2 emissions and everything to establish a global control grid. They need to have a boogeyman. And without the boogeyman, they can't do a lot of the things that are planned for their 2030 global reset. Okay, and boy, I have never wanted to read a book as much as I want to read that Tom Horn book, 2025, right now, because I want to see how much. Now, I know, like I said, I, 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 I'm real big on the otherworldly being thing, because I know that Isaiah 13 and Joel 2 is, are talking about beings that our Heavenly Father is using, sending to the earth to bring judgment upon the earth. Okay, so uh, from the far ends of the heaven, the Shamayim. And if you look, if you have really good quality Bible study tools, which most people do not, um, and they're not easily and readily available to leverage on the Internet, not to this level anyway, you would be able to discover with an enhanced um, Strong's Concordance that it, the Shamayim is referring, it even says, where the planets revolve. Those, that's a direct quote out of an enhanced Strong's for the word Shamayim. Okay, Shamayim. All right, now that being said, then you, once you know that and you read Isaiah 13, it becomes fantastically obvious of what, what's actually happening. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But I wanted you to know, change scenario. Now, this what one has to be able to understand, which I think we're going to talk about this coming Wednesday, I think I'll do a part two of this program, is the concept of, first, first and foremost, the counterintelligence agencies out there, the, what is being referred to, by the way, by many of the people in, that are now in the House of Representatives, they're referring to it as the censorship industrial complex. That's what they're calling it. So, that's how bad it is. I mean, if they're going to give it that kind of a name, it, they know that it is extremely bad. And they do. They do know. They know that the FBI is involved. They know that the CIA is involved. They know that all the DHS is involved. They know that all these agencies, three-letter agencies are involved. They know how bad it is. It's the infiltration is stage five mega cancer. It's bad. So when you, I'm like, now, I've been told by some people who are Trump worshipers, if you will, that, um, that they believe that their folks have prayed enough that God is going to allow Trump to somehow turn things around. That's what they believe. Now, I'm not going to get into a, a knockdown drag. You know, the Bible, Bible says in Galatians 5.19, it says dissensions and contentions. It, it identifies dissensions and contentions as two behaviors that we do not want to practice. It uses the word practice. In other words, don't do it on a regular basis and actually avoid it if you can at all costs, if you can, because you will not inherit the kingdom of God. What that means, it's a totally different. Some people misinterpret that. 
as meaning that you're going to go to hell. That is not true. Okay, um, now, because it has to do with inheritance and rewards. And if you want to study that, you can go on YouTube and search on Chuck Misler or just Misler, M-I-S-S-L-E-R, inheritance and rewards. And listen to the free YouTube. I hope it's still there. Now, one of the things that's been removed or is heavily censored nowadays is the fact that the Milky Way galaxy, which I would submit is part of the containment zone of the universe that we are in, and we're, we are. We're in a containment zone. This is a prison planet. We are trapped here with fallen angelic beings. The term angel simply means messenger class. It's like saying, hey, you're a Marine, or hey, you're this, or hey, you're that. So when you see in the book of Job where it says, you know, can you guide the sons of Arcturus, and, you know, you got these people that, you know, they, you know they're like, they don't, they don't get it. Can you loose the belts of Orion? You know, on the Wednesday show, I'm going to try to cut out of the news a little bit earlier so I can go into depth on some of these things. But but you would have learned if you had started studying these things back in 2009 when I did, you would and taken the seminars, etc., and all that. What you would have learned is that the Milky Way galaxy is absolutely pregnant. It's overflowing with what's known as binary star systems. All right. Now, what does that mean? What that means is it is extremely common. Now, you're going to have a hard time finding this information out on the Internet nowadays, but it was absolutely overflowing back around 2009. Uh, 2010, and um, and it's a it's some of the videos that you, that are still in existence on tribulation-now.org on the drop-down menu again entitled apocalyptic signs, and if you click on Planet X Nibiru, what you some of those videos that you will see there are amazing. Now, many, many of them have been taken down. Okay. So what, when, when it's been taken down, what you will see is a YouTube link with no YouTube there. All right. That means it was taken down. Okay. But there are some that are still there, and some of those I will play the audio for you on Wednesday. Praise God. So um, very important, I think. All right. Um, there is one there that I am shocked is still there on YouTube. At least, you know, it's showing up there, so that seems, you know, showing up on that page. And it's entitled, Two Sons or Nibiru at Bangkok, Bangkok, Thailand, all right? And what is amazing is, well, you just have to watch it because you will be able to see the person with the camera in their hands moving from one of the sons to the other son, to the one son, to the other son, to the one son, to the other son. And when you can see the two sons, you're like, well, how is that even possible? All right, there's also a similar video entitled Two Sons filmed in New York City, same exact dynamic where the person holding the camera said, oh, oh my, oh my, oh my, and they moved the camera from the far right 
And then they're like moving the camera all the way over to their left. And like, look, there's a sun there. And then they move the camera all the way over to the right. And they're like, there's a sun there. And they're like going, oh, what's going on? Okay. Don't even get me going on. I mean, there's several videos that are still up here. And of course, believe it or not, uh, you know, there's. Uh, you know, the there there's a lot of good stuff that's still up there. Let's just put it that way. And if you got if you got a chance to go look at it, it's very, very helpful for you to be able to see the video evidence. Now, Kiwi Galaxy is pregnant, absolutely overwhelmed. It has many, 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 many binary star systems. What does that mean? Well, what that means is there are two suns that have captured each other's uh let, let's just play the Newtonian game. I'm I'm a I'm a plasma physics electromagnetic sort of a believer, um which by the way tracks back to the Montauk chair and the the ability to be able to go to, you know, use high level like the movie with Jodie Foster contact again, uh high levels of electromagnetism don't even get me going on the Philadelphia experiment. Same deal. High levels of electromagnetism. It's always high levels of le- electromagnetism that allows dimensions to be pierced and travel to from planet to planet and stuff like that to be able to occur. Uh, you know, it, it always is. Uh, there's, it, so, but a lot of people prefer to use the term Newtonian, meaning gravitational pull. Fine. Okay, so let's not split hairs over that. Also, I want to share with you, I have another Army War College article. Uh, it's an actual white paper. Now, now, do you think you'd be able to get this off the Internet today? And I would submit to you the answer will be no, you can't. But you have to remember, I've been doing this since like 2009. Okay, so here it's, it's called, it's entitled, A Colloquium Brief from the United States Army War College and Triangle Institute for Security Studies. Global Climate, this is the title, Global Climate Change, National Security Implications, uh, compiled by Dr. Douglas B. Johnson II, Strategic Studies Institute. And it has got a a remarkable amount of information associated with the types of things that we all know are happening across the world that, by the way, would be happening as a result of a rogue planet. Now, here's the problem. It's not – so to add insult to injury – Planet X is actually a solar system, and we'll we'll, we'll cover this, um, and we'll cover some testimony of different people and things like that on the Wednesday show for part two. And I will read you some uh, titles of articles of magazines that go back all the way into the 70s talking overtly and openly about Planet X. Okay, don't get me going on the fact that they had a movie from the 1950s entitled The Man from Planet X. Okay, so these this is not new news. Um, References to this have been in the ancient writings. It's in the Book of Enoch. Uh, Noah and Noah had seen the earth had tilted and knew that destruction was near. I just told you about World in Peril. I have one of the original books. Good luck trying to find that. Uh, it's probably worth a lot, a lot, a lot of money right now, I guess, for somebody who wants it as you know, like a collector's item. But anyway... Um, 
it all is telling the same story. Okay, and what happens is when there is a Newtonian candidate, a planet or planets, okay, that have a gravitational pull, okay, Okay, and that's how they find planets like Uranus. That's how they pl- find planets like, you know, Neptune and stuff like that. They see a wobble, and then they ca- do a bunch of mathematical calculations, and they're like, okay, well, wait a minute. This indicates there must be another planet out there, and then they go hunting for it, and eventually, you know, they find stuff. Same deal with this. So when you have a binary star system, you've got two yellow dwarf stars that are orbiting around one another. They've got captured in each other's gravitational pull. So we'll just stick with the Newtonian gravity concept, okay? Because it allows us to grasp things a little bit easier because that's what most people believe, even a lot of the scientists. And so um, so when, when two suns are captured by each other's gravitational pull, they will, they're momentum will be such that they will start to rotate around one another or orbit around one another. Now, there's a lot of variables associated with it. Some of them rotate or orbit closely together, and some of them have longer, much more longer orbits. And it is claimed by the ancient text that planet X or Nibiru, which is a collapsed yellow dwarf star, is... um, uh, it, it when it collapsed, it had five to seven orbiting planets around them, and the one of those planets has supposedly a lot of reptilian beings that are coming to the Earth. Okay, believing that Earth is one of their ancient outposts. Now then, all that being said, stay tuned because we're going to deep dive much more heavily into this data and information. Again, I hope uh, heavily, much more heavily this Wednesday night. So God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Uh, You know, pray for each other as much as we possibly can because we are definitely in some really unusual days right now. All the glory to Jesus. Draw in close, examine yourselves, and spend as much time in prayer as you possibly can every day. Thank you all for joining us tonight. It's Sunday, March the 26th. The next program, Lord willing, will be at 7 p.m. this Wednesday evening. God bless you all.
Children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. 